Welcome to history. Hey, race fans. Welcome to the Checker Pass podcast. We're in the Double Law Injury Lawyers Studio presented by Auto Bank RV Sales and Services. Um, as we promised, we were going to bring Ryan Dombrowski back in for part two. He had a, a lengthy story to tell us and was uh, enjoyed the heck out of it. I hope everyone enjoyed the, the first episode as much as we did. But we're, um, we're going to sit down and talk with him, but we're going to do our weekly devotion, uh, the Victory Devotion, brought to you by Morgan Motor Company. Is buying a car something you don't look forward to because of the high-pressure salespeople? Don't let yourself be pressured. When you contact Morgan Motor Company Incorporated, you always deal with a Morgan. This means no high-pressure sales pitch, no high overhead costs that's passed down to you, and savings you can bet on. Morgan Motor Company has been serving the upstate of South Carolina for over 60 years. Give them a call today, 864-242-6684, or visit Morgan Motor Company and see how they can save you money and tell them the guys from a Checker Pass podcast sent you. Hey Dale, welcome, welcome back this week. Glad to be back. I've, I didn't know Ryan before last last week, but I I prayed with him a few times before before he retired. I guess it is. So I got I learned a lot last week, and I I look forward to learning more than that. That's, that's you know I keep saying it all the time. That's the coolest thing about this show is we've raced against these guys and spoke with these guys in passing and didn't really get to know yeah. a lot about them. But I'm learning a lot and. It just makes me more proud to, to do the show and have these guys on. That's right. That's, that's what it's all about. That's it. Well, we're going to let you have the stage here. All right. My devotion tonight is titled, Get in the Game. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 through 27 says, Now everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. However, they do it to receive a crown that will fade away. But we do it for a crown that will never fade away. Therefore, I do not run like the one who runs aimlessly or box like I am beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. If you've ever played sports, you know that somebody that, that nobody joins a team so he can simply sit on the sidelines. No one goes through the rigors and practice and strength conditioning so he can watch others play the game. If you have the desire to get involved in racing but are not financially able to have a race car of your own, don't let that stop you. There are other ways to be a part of a racing team. Car owners everywhere need someone to help them do the necessary things to get the car on the track. I've heard of a lot of car owners who quit racing because they couldn't find anyone to help. They couldn't do all that needed to be done by themselves, so they just sold everything and closed the doors. If you want to get involved, go to a track near you and look around for someone you know or introduce yourself to someone who doesn't have a big crew. Ask them if you can help. It's very unlikely they will turn you away. Whenever I started as a chaplain in Greenville Pickens, I noticed the teams that only had two or three crew members to push the car through the tech shed or into the qualifying line, and I would just jump in and help. This helped us to get to know each other better and become friends. In my case, I've always loved racing and wanted to get involved in some way on the ministry side of it, and this was a perfect opportunity for me. There are a wide variety of opportunities at just about every track across the country, whether you want to get involved on the racing side, the officiating side, the ministry side, or just helping out anywhere. Just offer to help out when you see a need. Sadly, so many believers today go to church just so they can sit on the sidelines and watch others who are actually in the game. 
Years ago, Eugene Peterson wrote a book called Run With the Horses in which he made the point. The puzzle is why so many people live so badly, not so wickedly, but so senselessly, not so cruelly, but so stupidly. There is little to admire and less to imitate in the people who are prominent in our culture. People aimless and bored amuse themselves with trivia and trash. If, on the other hand, we look around for what it means to be a mature, whole, blessed person, we don't find much. These people are around, maybe as many of them as, maybe as many of them as ever, but they aren't easy to pick out. You understand what he is saying. He's saying that so many Christians, rather than investing their lives in those things which are worthwhile, spend their life wasting their life. So where are you? Are you sitting on the sidelines watching others live out God's purpose for their lives, or are you actively involved in what God is doing here on earth? If you're the former, it's my prayer that you, along with all believers, would stand up and say, put me in. If you're sitting on the sidelines in the Christian life, get in the game and live out God's purpose for your life. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share you with the racing community. To be able to combine my passion for you and, for, and my passion for racing has given me some of the best friends and experiences I could ever hope for. I cherish the fact that I can be in the game with them. I am truly a blessed man. Lord, please protect the racers all of all types all across the country as they entertain the fans. If anyone out there does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, please contact me and I will take my Bible and show you how you can know him and have a victorious future. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. Thank you, Dale. Um, briefly before we sit, get back going with Ryan. Um, so my understanding, there was a, around 1,100 folks that showed up to Marty's Receiving yep. Friends yep. and Memorial. That's most I've ever seen at a, and, at a visitation. And 17 folks were saved. Yes, 17 fo folks. That's, that's awesome. That's good. That's That that don't happen at funerals. I don't, no. So that, that must have been an awesome message that uh, Marty's uncle preached. Well, I actually watched the... <laughs> I meant to watch it, and I, went, I, I kept forgetting. So I did. It was good. Um, yeah, that was mind-blowing to me. And then um, kudos to these tracks. Anderson Speedway's doing... Yep. 97 lap Memorial Shrine race for Marty, and then I seen today announced um, Florence Motor Speedway is doing the same. Oh, They're doing that. a 97 lap Marty Ward Memorial, so pretty dang cool. That's good. Well, we're gonna jump back in here, Ryan. Do you uh, do you have the slightest idea where we were at? Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna say we around 2001, somewhere yeah. in that area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard. It's hard. When I first started, it wasn't that, that big a deal, but once we get past 2000. Um, I had a lot of different things. I I just trying to race, uh, race with different guys. Um, <clears throat> but going back to the 2000 season, I, I, looking looking back at it, I didn't think so at the time. But that's probably the best time I had racing uh, was 2001. Um, I won a bunch of races and was up front. Um, if I had a little money behind me back then, I. I think that would probably be the only time maybe that I could have won a championship. Uh, I never focused on po on uh, 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 championships. I just want to win races. You know, once you get that, once you get that first win, it's just you got to get to the front. You know, we want to got to get another one. Got to get another one and another one and say what. Well, and then the points take care of themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I I just never could race long enough to uh, stay in the points. Uh, something would happen uh, either. Tear the car up, uh, something happened to the car, or run out of money. That's the biggest thing, run out of money. Because um, 
in 2001, I kind of raced out of my own pocket, and, and every time I raced out of my own pocket, that wasn't ever good. <laughs> you always had fast cars. Oh, yeah. It, um, I was, uh, it, if I didn't think the car was, was, was able to go to the front, I, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to fool with it. Um, <clears throat> but, um, uh, like I say, 2001, uh, had a good success, um, and uh, like I say, just the money wasn't there, uh, or you know, uh, but uh, didn't have no business racing. Tell you the truth, <laughs> uh, and that goes back to Tom. He probably say, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, need to be in that dang race car. And a few other choice words that we can't say on here, but. <laughs> well, I was telling you all fair. I got I got a good story, and I won't I won't repeat it on air because I promised Zach I wouldn't. But the I got a good story from Zach about Grandma. <laughs> oh yeah, having yeah. a chat with Tom. So yeah, that was, I. I learned that from my brother um, uh, later on. Um, <clears throat> she had uh, picked him up from school one day or something like that, and it was after I got thrown out or something that I can't remember what happened exactly. Uh, I think it got me a two-week voca- uh, vacation. I think that was uh, his his theme for me was just give me a vacation <laughs> for two weeks. Um, you didn't have to deal with you for a couple weeks. Yeah, you didn't have to deal with me for a couple weeks, but uh, he got picked up from school and. Uh, I, I can tell it. He, he, he can be mad at him if he wants to. I don't, I don't care. But uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think. I think he's in middle school. I think I ain't sure when he. What she picked him up and they went to the went to the racetrack. Uh, hey, uh, Tom was always at the fairgrounds out there in the, in the fair uh, office uh, during the week when he after they sold the amusement business. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, she went out there and uh, give him a. Give him an earful, and uh, you know, give him down the road about giving uh, doing that to her baby. I guess you would say. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, in Zach's words, he told me that uh, Grandma was um, the female version of Tom. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, if you uh, had any dealings with with Tom, uh, and if he, my grandma didn't cuss all the time, but you made her mad. Uh, She's gonna give you an earful. That's no <laughs> doubt about it. Especially Tom, because uh, that was, uh, they was really close in age. Uh, I think uh, she had five older brothers, and uh, um, uh, her and Tom, I guess, was closer in age. She she told me a couple stories about Tom when they was younger, about you know uh, he ain't much different than you. Uh, you know uh, he used to have a little red wagon and. Dragging it around all over heck and creation, collecting bottles. He was a hustler, you know. Yeah. They grew up dirt poor. Uh, they, uh, <clears throat> her mom and dad had a restaurant on uh, Lawrence Road. It was called the Barbecue, and uh, <clears throat> I think they lived in the back of that thing for a long time. I and mean, you can imagine how that is. Um, yeah. But you know, them boys, you know, once they got old enough to do uh, work, you know, they was out the door. I guess you know. Uh, they went on about their business, and then later on, they bought a little house behind that place. It was on Lawrence Road, is where it was at. You know, uh, familiar with uh, Great Escape? Yeah. Um, it was really close to that. Where two ni- uh, I think it's two ninety one or Pleasantburg and mm-hmm. Lawrence Road cross one another. Um, <clears throat> that building, it's it's called the Army Navy Recruiting Office. Uh, back when I was a kid, but I don't know what it is. I think it's the office buildings now. Uh, but they. Uh, <clears throat> They had a restaurant. And I, I, I can't get, they lived in North Carolina. I think it's 
Greensboro, North Carolina. They moved from Greensboro. Black Mountain, I believe. Yeah, right. Black Mountain. That's right. Something I believe like that's that. what Mark told that's us. What that's what it was. Um, that was for my time, though, you know. Um, but uh, they, she was telling me about Tom and, and want me, because I, Tom always give me heck about racing. He, you know, he didn't want me racing. He didn't want me around race cars. And, uh, <clears throat> but uh, she was just wanting to reassure me that he was he was trying to be the nicest he could be about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure it was tough to, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was like other it. family members. I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was one of the other uh, brothers, other, older brothers, their their sons. They, uh, they tried to race, and I think they told me a story about Tom stopped the race and went out there and told him to get his, you know what, out of that dang race car and put it in the pits, you know. <laughs> Cause they done it under the under the down low, you know. They didn't want nobody to know it because he knew we weren't gonna let wasn't gonna let it happen. So uh, yeah, I was thinking Craig told us he had an enduro car, and I don't think he ever made a lap in it. I don't. It was not. Uh, Craig probably wanted to race, uh, and probably the same deal there. You know, Uncle Tom and and Pop and Papa Pete there wasn't gonna let that happen. But um, <clears throat> uh, I think it was uh, it was Lewis's. I don't know if Lewis is the oldest or, or close to the oldest. Uh, there was uh, there was Worm, Charlie, Lewis, Pete, and Tom is what all the brothers were. And I know I know Tom was closer to my my grandmother in age, but um, the other ones I, I I don't know how the order was. Tell you the truth, but I know Lewis he he was a I think he might have been a little older than all of them. He was into the music. He was into the fair big time. He traveled with the fair, and I think in the beginning of the racetrack, uh, you know, there was always Tom, Tom and Pete uh, involved with the racetrack. But I think Lewis, he 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 got involved with them a little bit, and then he ventured out on the on doing the fair deal. Um, yeah. But I think it was um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I think his, his, I think it was it was Lewis's oldest son. That tried to try to get in the car and uh, got in trouble with them both. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was funny. But uh, yeah, so you uh, so you had a pretty successful 2001. Yeah, yeah, I had a I had a pretty successful 2001 season, and uh, uh, you know, I tore the car up a couple times, and it kind of put me back behind eight ball. <clears throat> um, I got to run. Almost all the races, except the ones I, I uh, tore a car up in, either either tried to knock the wall down or uh, got tangled up with somebody. Um, but uh, <clears throat> the end of the season, um, uh, Shrine Race was, I think it was, uh, dropped the, uh, didn't get to run about maybe two or three laps and timing chain broken that thing. Mm. And uh, pulled it in the pits and, they left the hood on it and, you know, waved, waved me just to get out of the car, you know, and I was, I was done. I was done for the night. But uh, <clears throat> going back to being uh, after after the Shrine race, I, you know, took it back to the shop, took the motor out of it and assessed the damage on it and, uh, you know, didn't know if I was going to get to race again or, or what I was going to do about that deal. But <clears throat> I was in the shop with the Cane boys, like I told you before, uh, beside Joe. Uh, Satterfield uh, uh, house 
And um, <clears throat> them boys is about the end of their, uh, I think, Eric and Jerry McIntosh, they were they had moved up to late model and they had a lot of they had a lot of issues. Um, they just couldn't get that thing going, and I think they they sold it sold their late model car, and so they didn't have a car in the shop, and it just left Michael and and me and and Donnie was still there a little bit. He <clears throat> he left. I think Donnie sold the car. I think he sold his car after after that seat after that season he had run. He he run pretty good that. I don't know if it was 2000, see, um, I think it was, it might have been 2001, 2001 season. He, uh, he had a pretty good year, and he sold the car and uh, still helped Michael. And then uh, Michael had uh, some, uh, uh, he, did, he didn't run, he was having, he didn't have a good, didn't really have a good year. Um, he run up front, but, I mean, it's just, it was a lot to run in that class. I mean, he went from Charger uh, to uh, he was in Super Stop. Super Stop. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, again, his wife told him, said, you know, uh, it's time to get rid of that thing, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, instead of ha- having a bunch of trouble with the wife, so I think he, he ended up selling, getting rid of all his racing stuff, and that just left me. And I was like, ain't no way I can – Stay in this shop by myself, you know, and pay the rent on it, you know. So I loaded all my stuff up, and we went. I went back to the uh, stepdad shop again, uh, Steve. I had to go ask Steve for another favor about letting me house the car over there at his 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 place, and I brought it back over there, and <clears throat> and uh, we, me and him, tore the engine down and and just checked it out, you know the. The thrust bearing and that thing had wore slap out. I mean, you didn't even have a dial, didn't even have to have a dial indicator to see what happened to the timing chain. You could just take it and rock it back and forth. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And uh, which you know, you know, I which is, I couldn't expect uh, too much out of that engine. You know, I didn't have a fifteen hundred dollars in it, and and the bottom end was just leftover parts from the Cane Boys. Yeah. Uh, uh, most money I had in it was uh, the heads. Um, was because uh, I, I got them bare. And had them redone, and because uh, everybody told me the cam and your heads is what you what you got to look for in that kind of engine, you know. So that's what I focused on. Uh, but I just uh, I just was gonna take another season off and and probably build me a new car because I I tore my car up uh, two or three times uh, that season and uh, either rolled me a new chassis under it or or. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do at that time. I just wasn't going to worry about it. Uh, so I was uh, <clears throat> just going about going on about it, you know, and I got a phone call, and it's Joe Satterfield. He said, hey, man, how you doing? I said, uh, all right, man, what's going on? He said, uh, "He said, hey, uh, I'm thinking about getting this shop back down here from uh, Richard Starkey. That was the fellow that, that owned that place down there. Um, <clears throat> Never knew that. Yeah, yeah. His brother raced. Uh, well, let's see. No, I think Richard Race was yeah, it. Richard yeah. Race, his brother. Um, I can't uh, can't remember his name offhand, but he was Star- it was his brother, Richard Starkey's brother. He's a little older than Richard, I think. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, he says, "I'm I'm gonna try to get this shop back. I don't really want nobody else getting that shop anymore." You know. Uh, he said, "I'd like to just keep it. I'm gonna try to eventually buy it from that fella." And uh, but. Uh, you know, uh, Randy's gonna move. Randy's gonna bring his car over there, and I'm gonna, 
I'm going to help him, and you, uh, you can bring your car back down there, and we can work on your stuff. And I said, well, man, I ain't, I ain't racing. I ain't got an engine again. I said, uh, but I would like to uh, have a place to work on stuff, you know, make me a little extra money. I mean, I, I was uh, looking for somewhere to make me an extra dollar or two because I, I worked for the state, you know, at the time. Uh, worked for the city of Greenville, that's state funding. You know, they got good benefits, but they don't they don't pay a bunch of money. No. Uh, so I always was doing something uh, mechanically, uh, working on cars, uh, making a little side extra money. <clears throat> so I said, I told Joe, I said, well, you know, if I can, if I can work on that, if I can work on me a couple of cars, you know, and and make a little shop rent money, you know, I'll be good. You know, he said, well, you know, I ain't got a car right now, and it's just gonna be you and Randy in there. And I, he said, I'd like to eventually uh, build me a car. He said, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna help Randy, Randy on his stuff right now. <clears throat> so I said, well, that sounds, that sounds cool. So I loaded up old car and uh, took it back down there to that shop, that same shop. And we all, Joe moved back in and Randy brought his car over. And uh, I told I told him I said, well, you know, I <clears throat> I ain't gonna be able to. I can't afford an engine right now, so I'm just I, I help y'all boys, you know. I said I help Randy. You know, so I went to I went to the racetrack with them and helped uh, Randy Blue. I'd done some spotting for him, and you know I helped him when he he tore that thing up. You know, get it back together, and um, <clears throat> I took the I think it was uh, two thousand two took two thousand two and and two thousand three off because uh, of my money situation. You know, uh, I also end up uh, buying a house at the end of two thousand three. So that really put me behind the eight ball. Um, but I helped, I just helped Randy and Joe started on him a little frame. He he brought a frame jig in that he had built for Randy's car originally because they had bought that car from Wally Shepard I told you about. And uh, I don't know who Wally, Wally had somebody else build a car. I, I think it Timmy Hayes yeah. uh, may have built that car. And, uh, <clears throat> but uh, just to, if, if Randy had to bump that thing up or and wrecked it or tore it up, he'd have a reference point. He built a he built a frame jig for that car, and uh, and Joe he could take a pile of scrap metal and make anything out of it. You you would think the scrap bin, you know, it'd be something you take to the scrap yard and make you a dollar or two on it. But you know that was uh, that was <laughs> that was Joe's uh, platform for or making stuff. I mean, he'd make anything. Uh, but uh, he made a frame jig for for Randy's car, and uh, he decided that he's going to try to put him a little frame together. Started started him a car, but not really worry about putting a car together. He want to focus on Randy because Randy just moved up to the, that division. They run uh, in the beginning an eight inch tire. They mm-hmm. was on ten inch tires, and so Randy. He done really well in the beginning because he was used to them eight inch tire. Well, it was a little—I don't think it was eight inch tire, but it was a little smaller BF Goodrich tire. Yeah. And uh, he run well in street stock. I mean, you know, him and Chris uh, Minders, and uh, you know, they battled out probably every other week when they run, when he run street stock. You know, if they didn't, uh, they didn't run for second. You know, they. Oh yeah. If they. Uh, if they could win, they gonna put the bumper to either, either either one of them. So you got that right. Uh, that had to have been two thousand one. 
Is it 2000? Yeah, because Dad, we started the year on those eight-inch tires. He run two races and quit and sold everything we had, truck, trailer, car, tools. He was done. <clears throat> yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. That, that we, went, we went a little while a few about ten races may not even been that yeah, long. I don't think anybody. Only I think the only person that liked those tires was Randy. Yeah, well, Philip Lynch was pretty successful on. Yeah, them. yeah, Philip Lynch. He, I, I think, think he, he, he raced pretty good on them. He was out of this shop. He run like eighty percent crossing that car with them tires on, and that thing would fly. Oh yeah, yeah, I, <clears throat> yeah. Because when I <clears throat> when I first started, I, that's when I met Randy. He he had run. He was running. He had run street stock, and then. That 2001 season, he had moved up and bought that car from Wally because I, you know, I was in that shop of Traveler's Rest and owed that car, you know. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think two, that was 2002. Uh, they went. They had went went back to them 10 inch tires after after three or four races. I mean, because yeah. no, I mean, everybody raised Kane about them tires, but I probably Philip and 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 Randy, you know. Yeah, I think no. Philip, Randy, and Robbie had success on it, and oh, okay, and they didn't want to get rid of them, but nobody yeah, else. Yeah, wanted but them. everybody else was just we want them ten inch tires back. They know? were like bricks. Oh yeah, but I mean, uh, <clears throat> uh, going back, going back to them that there, um, the next time I raced, you know, I took off at two thousand, two thousand two and three season. Um, because I was looking to buy, I was wanting to buy me a house, um, and I was building a race car. It, it was just going to be piece at a time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get a couple of dollars in my pocket and go buy me a racing part. Um, so uh, I think it was the end of 2003. Um, I had got my house and. Uh, had gotten hadn't got married. I got married uh, um, um, to my my ex-wife now, but <laughs> she's like, uh, well, it, it, let's go back here uh, before then. I I think uh, I think it was two thousand. Uh, it was two thousand three or or so. Uh, my my brother Zach called me. He said, "Hey man, uh, my buddy Chucky Greer is gonna buy Donnie Lockwood's old race car." He said, "You uh, you help him out, you know. Uh, he he'd be willing to pay you. You know, you wanna uh, work on that car for him. Help help him get it straightened out. You know, he wants to put a new body on it. Wants to do some sheet metal work inside." I said, "Oh yeah, I'd be interested in that. You know, help me pay shop rent. You know, whatever." And that's how I, how I met my 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 ex-wife you would say uh was was it she he was she was related to uh, chucky greer um i helped chucky greer i think it was 2000 um i think it was 2003 somewhere in that area 2002 end of 2002 or, or three he got that car and he brought it over at his shop and um the car he bought, and, and Donnie had this car for two, two or three seasons, and I didn't realize it. But going back, uh, way back uh, to when I was a kid, uh, the car belonged to the Thorntons. Huh. Uh, that yellow car that I sent you a picture of me is is about fifteen or so. Yeah, I standing in front of. That was that car. 
Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, and I and I didn't realize it the whole time Donnie had that car, that was that car, you know, because when Donnie bought it, he know Donnie was full of, of uh, craziness. Uh, <laughs> Donnie said, well, I, I think he had a car, and him and Michael Kane went to Anderson, and they wiped it out. Michael drove it, and, wiped, and they wiped it out. And Michael said, well, man, I, I'll get you another car. Don't worry about it. So they went and bought this car from Lindsey McClure's brother. I don't remember Lindsey's brother's name. Will. Will? Is it Will? It was a Will and a Frank. I think it was Will. I think it was Will. But uh, they went and bought this car from uh, Will McClure. And uh, they had great success with that car. Uh, they had bought it from the Thorntons that I found out later on. They had bought it from the Thorntons after Barry won the championship and, and street stock. Won a ton of races. I think they won a uh, championship uh, at Greenville. And then they let Barry drive it uh, at Anderson, and uh, and he won a ton of races in it uh, down at Anderson. And, uh, uh, I think Shane, his brother-in-law, Shane Gentry, <laughs> uh, KO'd him in the side down there, <laughs> and then bent the door bars all to pieces in that thing uh, on the passenger side. And uh, that was one of the things that uh, Chucky wanted to wanted to fix on it. And, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if we need to fool with that. You know, that might mess the car up. You know, this car's been winning races. You know, it, you know, liable to, and other people told me, say, you mess with that, you liable to mess that car up. Mm-hmm. But I ended up cutting the whole right, right side door bars and all out of that car, and rebuilding them and uh, put him a new dash in because he told me he said, I, I was building my car at the time, and uh, had a trick, a little nice looking dash in it, and done tricked out sheet metal work in the back. And Joe's the one that actually done the, put a big bow tie in the sheet metal with a bead roller in the, in the, up in the back window of my car. Yeah. I, I, you know, I told Joe, he helped me a bunch on that car, um, doing some welding on the bars and stuff like that, because I built it from the ground up. I mean, it was a pieces, the cage was in pieces. It wasn't just cut a cage out. But uh, I said, well, and they, my brother, I think my brother told me is uh, what car that was. I said, "Well, I tell you if this is the right car or not." I pulled a switch panel because Ch- Chucky wanted to redo everything. He wanted to do the cages and the switch panel because this car is is dated. You know, it had a Swiss gauge, a Swiss gauges, and just plain Jane cages and yeah. stuff like that. And that's the way it was back in them days. You know, you didn't go go buy a switch panel with uh, with all your gauges in it and. You, made all that stuff uh and and uh, the the switch panel in that thing had two switches in it and a, and a bump button for the for the switch in it and i made that thing when i was 15 years old Darn. and uh <clears throat> i drilled that thing out turned it upside down it says ryan dombrowski on the bottom of it <laughs> that's funny that's crazy isn't it <clears throat> so you branded it i branded it but i, I got that thing i took it i took it uh, I took it out because he wanted to put new gauges and all that stuff in it. And I said, man, I want this thing, you know. Chuck, you're like, I don't care, I don't care nothing about that thing, you know. So I was in the toolbox at the house, you know. That's pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> I got the dash out of that thing, but um, I didn't build a dash. Frankie uh, Hendricks, you know, he, he made some comments on when I was going to come on the podcast about when I was a kid and uh, stripping cars out and stuff like that. And he wanted to, and, he wanted to call in. Yeah, yeah. He, um. He was a he was a sheet metal back then. He was a sheet metal man back then. He made the dash for that old car and the back panels and everything. I still got the dash out of that car. It's in my attic in my shop. Huh. Uh, I don't know why I just kept it. You know, it's just kind of sentimental deal. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but uh, 
But uh, so uh, I helped Chucky a little bit and redone everything inside the car and painted inside the car and uh, <clears throat> everything and went to the racetrack with him, helping him out a little bit. But uh, uh, he just couldn't. He just didn't have the money to race. It's just like everybody else, you know. I think uh, his grandpa was the main one front the bill for him. And uh, I think he told me, so. and they raced go-karts. Him and my brother raced go-karts together, and they was pretty successful on go-karts. Uh, but uh, Chucky, I think he won a couple races, but he had to start on the pole to do it, you know. That was yeah. before he got the hang of it. But um, so uh, I, I think I helped. I think him, it was a, 2000, I think it was 2003 is when he decided he was just going to sell the car. He he just couldn't afford it, you know, just couldn't get no help on it as far as money goes, you know. And uh, my ex-wife, she's like, well, you know, she had asked me this before, why why don't you race? I said, well, I got a car, you know, it's money-wise, you know, I just don't have the money to fool with, you know. Uh, working towards buying my house and everything, she uh she says, well, I'd like to really see you race, you know. Uh, I said, well, I don't know if you know what goes into racing, but, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot of time and effort, uh, and uh, especially me because I, I do most of my stuff by myself. do everything myself, you know. Yeah. You know, Joe helped me, and uh, even Randy. I think Randy helped me do some welding uh, on a new car, you know, because of so many bars and that thing. I, uh, I'd done some trade with my old car. Um, I told everybody wanted that car. I, I tried to sell it a couple times during that 2001 season because uh, I don't know. I just it was just tough. It was tough, but um, everybody wanted, but didn't want to get no money for it, and I just wasn't willing to let go of it. I, and I, I had a man lay the money on the on the on the deck lid of that car. To, uh, I think it was a race before the Shrine race, or or maybe two races for the Shrine race. And uh, he laid some money on there, and I said, no, nah, man, I'm going to race this thing. I ain't, ain't going to take that for it. And uh, I piled that thing up in the wall that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I think I had to start in the rear. I ain't sure. I think I, start, I had to start in the rear because I won the week before. And uh, I was pushing the gas pedal through the floorboard, and so that thing uh, got hung up. Uh, throttle got hung up on the firewall somehow or another. I, don't, I mm. bent a gas pedal in that thing and uh, uh, ended up taking the wall down. But uh, and they said, well, we don't want that thing. It's tore up. I said, well, hey, I'll fix that thing. Be back next week. I'll win again with it. You know, it don't matter mm. to me. You know, but, uh, I, don't think I, I don't think I quite won it next week, but uh, I run up front with it and, you know, showed them that it wouldn't hurt. That, it didn't hurt that car, but then the, the Shrine Race came and broke the time and chain. So uh, I decided I wasn't going to sell the car. I was just going to take it apart and build me a new car. But uh, going back, I think the next the next time I tried to full-time race was, was 2004. Um, Chucky said he was going to sell his, his car, and, you know, uh, the wife was interested in me racing gonna let me you know she said whatever you need to do I want to see your race you know I said well 
all right. I said, I don't know if you know what you're getting into, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll do it. And uh, so I went to work on my car, and, and uh, I don't – Chucky didn't have no success at selling his car right off the bat. So I had the idea. I said, well, I think the motor didn't have but two or three races on it because uh, he had some motor issues, and I think that was the biggest thing, too, was the reason he won't sell the cars. Uh, he just spent a bunch of money on – or his pops, his grandpa – uh, put out a bunch of money on the on the uh, engine on that thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I told Chucky Greer, I said, man, how, how about let me buy that thing from you? I, w- I want the engine and everything put in my car because uh, I'm going to have to build an engine and, uh, you know, have a spare have a spare transmission. I have spare parts. And if I had any sense, I would have kept that car because uh, of just the car's history or where it come from. But, you know, money was tight, and I ended up talking him out of it. I bought that car from him and put the engine transmission in my car and um, <clears throat> sold that car, and it went on to win more races. I think the, the Stevens boy, I think uh, Tyler Stevens, ended up buying it from me, and uh, they won, I don't know how many races with that car. I think it, when, it quit, when it quit winning races is when Rob Horton got it. That's the one he was talking about. He <laughs> That he uh, got outrun a bunch or something other or dad yeah. or something. I can't remember what the deal was, but um, he put it in the in the graveyard. <laughs> is what he said, I think. But <laughs> and he ended up that's what he he piled it in the side of me. Is what he ended up doing. Oh uh, lord! And it was you know it me and him did get tangled up. Um, but that was uh, that's a little later on down the road. But um, <clears throat> two thousand four season come and. I thrashed to get this car together, you know, to make the first race. I don't know why, but I, you know, I just wanted to win race. I wasn't interested in championships, try to win the championship, but I just want to be their first race. I always done good. It seemed like the first two or three races, I really, if I got there and was able to race, you know, uh, I done pretty good. And uh, so we went. So I barely got the car together and uh, really used the. Uh, the first race is a is a shakedown session for the car, and uh, I, I don't know where I finished. I don't I didn't finish. I didn't run up front with the car. I just wanted to shake it down. I, I think I heard some noise in it. And I think I even come in early because the breather had fell off of it because I'd rushed so much to get the car there. The breather had fell off and was was making a racket uh, on the frame rail, and uh, so. I thank the Lord that you know it wasn't the engine making noise or oh, yeah. or something, mm-hmm. you know something major that was going to be wrong with the car. But uh, took it back to the shop, tightened everything up, and went over the car really well, and really got to dial the car in and um, come back. Uh, uh, hadn't hadn't got married yet, but you know we was we was planned on getting married. To, that I think it was a uh, second. I don't. I don't know. But anyways, when I when I, I think it was a second or third race of the season, um, is when I got married. And uh, where did we go after the race? Tra- after we got married, we went to the racetrack. Race track. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think uh, I used the first. Two, I think it was a third race. First two races, I dialed the car in, got it, got it hooked up. You know, I felt confident in the car, 
and uh, I got a good start. And I uh, said, "Man, we're gonna might check out tonight. I mean, you might be able to have a a win. You know, get married and and have and, a win." And have a win. <laughs> well, I, I think I started. It was second or third row, inside or outside. I can't remember what it was, but we 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 got going. And uh, uh, Jimmy Moffitt, I don't know if you remember that fella. 39. Yeah, 39 car. Uh, coincidental, he had a fella that helped him. I worked with him at the city of Greenville. He worked in traffic engineering. And, and before that, we would talk back and forth, you know, and I was kind of buddies with him, you know. And So I like Jimmy. Uh, you know, I tried to help him a little bit. You know, I talked to him at the racetrack. And uh, so that, that night, he started on the pole. And uh, I got to Jimmy, and uh, you know I didn't, I wasn't wanting to uh, run into him or take him out or nothing, you know. Uh, but he got to looking at me at the, in the mirror down the back chute. I mean, I got to him, and I didn't know who was behind me and who was going. I got, you know, I got the horn blowed at me a couple of times when I was waiting on him to figure out what he was doing, you know. So uh, I learned this move from uh, Bubba Horton. Uh, Bubba Horton, uh, when him and him Rob raced back there in 2000, when they first started racing, uh, he run up in the middle of the back, in the middle of straightaway, and just blow the horn at you. And and that would either make you get out of his way or either mash the gas and get on down in the corner, you know. And then you'd get out there and get your hot dog, Coca-Cola, <laughs> and then he'd go about his business. Yeah. And in the past, he had done that to me a couple of times, but um, – uh, I, I'm going going back to that going back to that 2001 season. Uh, he had done that to me two or three times, you know, and I I just mashed the gas on down and get off down there in the corner, and I he he's gone, you know. <laughs> I said you son of a gun. Yeah. Well, he done that to me two two or three times, and and uh, he didn't quite I didn't quite drive the car far enough off in there for him to get away from me that. Uh, that time, uh, the last time he done it to me, uh, I don't know if he decided, well, I better not do that to him no more or not or, or what, but uh, I gathered that thing up and I chased him down and uh, we went back in the, down the back chute and I got to hold that back bumper and I shoved him all the way down into three and four and he had the wheels cranked as far as he could. And about the time we got to the wall, he never hit the wall, but by the time we got to the wall, I let him go and boom, I, I was gone, son. And uh, he never did catch me again, but... Uh, I don't know if it upset his car or upset him one. I don't know what the deal was. He but caught, he, he catch you on the cool down lap. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. I, he didn't uh, come up talk to me about it. He didn't come uh, try to run into run into me after the race or nothing like that. Uh, I guess he just, you know, it never happened again. So I'm yeah. a, I'm, I just assumed that he said, well, you know, I can't do him no more like that. <laughs> you know, that might work out too good for me. But uh, uh, going back to Jimmy Moffitt, I. I tried to. I followed him two or three laps and and tried to try to figure out because he was just all over the place. I mean, he just he was up in the high groove. He come back in the, in the low groove, and I didn't want to. I just kind of try to be nice to him, you know. But uh, so I decided I was gonna just give him one of them Rob uh, Bubba Horton moves and bump him down the straightaway <laughs> and tell him, "Hey, man, you need to get the heck out of the way." Yeah. And uh, so I I bumped him two or three times, you know, and. He didn't get the meshes, but the flag, the flag, the flagman, and the and oh, and the, whoever was in the tire seen me doing it, 
you know. And uh, <clears throat> they threw the caution and uh, stopped me on the front stretch. And uh, I think it was Jimmy Armstrong. He come out of Flagman. He come down to the car and he said, hey, you run into that 39 car one more time, I'll put you in the rear. Mm. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, I said. I can't race? Yeah. I mean, I ain't, I ain't wrecking him. You know, I'm just blowing a, blowing a horn at him yeah. a little bit. And uh, so we went back green. I think that made me mad, you know. So we went off <laughs> we went off down into one and two, and uh, I, I blowed the horn at him down there in the middle of the corner. <laughs> and uh, he went out there and got him a hot dog and uh, bumped the wall. And uh, they so throw, throw the caution. I said, son of a gun. They're going to put me in the rear. And uh, so they was called from the tire, put a seven car in the rear. And uh, <clears throat> so we went back. So they lined us all back up. I had to start in the rear, you know. And uh, oh, Jimmy, he, he was mad at me for a long time. And uh, he asked us, you know, we didn't really have no words that night, but I mean, he asked his buddy Carl that you know his name's Carl. I can't remember. His name, I can't remember Carl's name, but uh, he worked for the city of Greenville and worked in the uh, uh, in the in the <clears throat> traffic and engineering. And uh, and earlier, uh, I was I was when I worked for the city of Greenville. I was just all over the place. Uh, I worked in a shop and uh, I dang it. I got tired of working on trash trucks, and I got a little different job, so I was kind of all over the place. I'd, uh, if we needed to go over and get cars from traffic and engineering or, or any other department, I, you know, I took somebody over there to get them or whatever and go in and talk to them boys. And, and uh, Daryl no- uh, Dale Norris, you remember, you know, yeah. Daryl? Yeah. He worked for traffic engineering in the city of Greenville, too. Huh. And he had race car, and he raced a little bit. And, uh, uh, Oh, Carl and and some other guys over there, you know, they had went out and watched Dale race, you know, and uh, they started heck, they started to give me heck, you know, say like, uh, you ain't not like old Dale, are you? You know, uh, I said, what you mean? He said, well, he told us he was doing this, that, and the other, and we all got together and went out there and watched old Dale, and uh, he's pulling up the rear, he's just about there. <laughs> riding, around. riding around, you know. I said, "Well, man, my man's just having fun, you know. He's a lot of people just want to have a race car and go out there and so have a little doing? fun, you know." I said, "But you know, I said, no, nah, man, I, uh, I was a little cocky, you know. I done won me some races, and I was like, uh, no, I get her done, so it's records or checkers." I said, "Come on out there and watch the sub car. That's Dale about me, yeah, you know." And I think he kind of told him, "Yeah, I mean, he's crazy, you know." <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, uh, take a. Take a little break here and throw a few commercials in here and thank these folks to help us out. needs contact jeans automator and starter tell them that you heard about it on the checker pass podcast give them a call at 864-246-3036 it's jeans automator and starter 
Are you looking for someone to do a dreaded painting project? I'm talking about residential and or commercial. Look no further and contact Maccabee Painting. These guys have been around for 15 years with 29 years of experience. The owner, Benji, is a third generation painter and knows his stuff. They can also take care of all of your pressure washing needs or deck repairs and staining. Again, if you're looking for someone to come and do an amazing painting job, either residential or commercial, if you got pressure washing needs or you just need your date repaired and stained, call Maccabees Painting at 864-395-9744. Not a jack of a lot of trades, but definitely a master of one. Again, that number is 864-395-9744. And tell them that the guys from a Checkered Pass podcast sent you. been driving around town and got into a little fender bender and now you need your car repaired look no further go talk to blake jeter at powdersville collision repair located at 415 three bridges road in powdersville he specializes in insurance and auto body repairs that address again is 415 three bridges road in powdersville check out powdersville collision repair and, and tell blake the guys from a checkered pass podcast sent you For all your handyman needs, call Robert or Hall with Hall's All Hands on Decks. 864-213-7502. No job is too small or too big. From fixing water lines to building decks, even minor roof repair, and everything in between. Again, that number is 864-213-7502. Hey everyone, this is Crystal with the Checker Pass Podcast. Wanted to take a second and give a shout out to our official apparel provider, Black Aston Racing Apparel. Do you need some shirts printed, maybe some custom hats? Give Black Acid Apparel a call. Black Acid Apparel is a custom apparel company specializing in direct to garment printing. There is no minimum order required and they produce high quality projects. Whether it's for racing, business, an event, or anything else. Like I said, Black Acid Apparel has your back. Black Acid Apparel, your choice for custom apparel and the official apparel of a Checkered Pass podcast. All right, we're back at it. We appreciate the folks for helping us out with the podcast this season. So uh, we were in 2004-ish, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, 2004. Uh, uh I took those season uh, seasons previous for that, and I mean, built me a brand new car and spent a lot of time and effort on it, and uh, that didn't pay off because um, uh, <clears throat> I think I got I only think I got one win out of that car and uh, trashed it or tore it all to pieces. Um, uh, after me and after that race with uh, Jimmy Moffitt, you know, uh, you know we. <clears throat> He asked his old buddy Carl, he said, what's wrong with that Dombrowski fella? He, he was running all over me. I thought we was friends and everything. And uh, he said, we got married. He said, oh, I know what's wrong with him. Now. He done lost his mind, you know. And uh, so uh, we're going back to them fellas that worked at Traffic and Engineering. Um, 
I got uh, one of the guys over there. He was uh, over dang, um making stuff, making the signs, putting all the letters and stuff on signs and stuff over there. And I said, hey, man, I, how about make me some uh, – Decals for the, my back window, you know, Dombrowski racing seven and stuff. And he said, hey, yeah, I can do that for you. Uh, so he made me a handful of them, you know. And uh, old Carl thought it would be funny after that after that happened between me and Mo- uh, Moffitt. Uh, he put one of those decals on that boy's truck. Oh. And uh, he didn't find it for like two two couple weeks. He didn't find it, man. He he was uh, he lost his mind because uh, uh, <laughs> he was still a little ill at me about, you know, Roughing him up, but uh, he didn't say anything to me. But he give Carl a heck about that thing. He, because Carl was the one that put it on there. Because he, he, the fella that made it for me, Carl told me he said, "Let me have one of them stickers. I'm gonna put it on that boy's truck." You know. <laughs> oh Lord, I see. You gotta be careful around here. We'll, we're liable to put a rainbow flag on your truck or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. I, and I didn't. And later on, he had told me about it and. Uh, uh, I thought it was hilarious that he had done that. You know, was, luckily he didn't think it was me that done that. Yeah, uh, that wouldn't have. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess that fellow Moffat, he just thought, he, you know, Charter Division was crazy. He wasn't going to – he moved up. I mean, I don't know if he – I don't know if he wanted to run a season uh, complete, and he moved up. Yeah, he didn't uh, run long. He run to, he, he moved up for some reason. And I, I was like, man, if he – can't run down here. You sure ain't gonna do nothing up there. Yeah, I don't uh, know why. Sometimes they think it's more peaceful than the next class up. No, no. I said you ain't run. You, you think I'm crazy? You could get around them fellas up there. <laughs> you got and, that right. Um, but um, uh, I finally got me a win uh, in that car. I mean, it was fast. I mean, it was. Uh, it, I mean, I spent a lot of time on it and. Uh, Finally got me a win out of that car. I think it was a, the next week after that event. I uh, uh, got me a win in that car and then come back the following week. I don't know if it was the following week. I had to start in the rear and I'm probably, I think I finished maybe third or fourth. I had to come from the rear. And uh, so the next week, um, uh, I got. Had a pretty good start. I think I started again, maybe third or fourth row, uh, in or outside. I can't remember. But uh, uh, Ben McCall, I don't know if you remember that fella. Number nine. Oh my lord, that, that fella there. He was dark without feathers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the heck was it. I heard that he uh, had a little problems with uh, holding the steering wheel straight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but. Uh, we took the green and I reeled the front two in. He was run, he started. I think he started for uh, on the pole. I think he started on the pole inside or outside. I can't remember, but he failed a second and I chased them fellas down and uh, I got to Ben McCall and uh, he run in the middle of the, he run in the middle of straightaway and uh, when he got to the corner, he went out here. He come back. He went out there again. He come back and. Uh, I followed him about two laps and said, "I can't, can't, can't do this. I'm gonna have to get by you. You're gonna have to pick a lane." He had enough motor to keep him in front of you. <laughs> oh yeah, he had a pile yeah. of engine. That was what the problem was. Is you know he would drag where he's down the straightaway, but when it come to the corner, that car was just everywhere. I don't, yeah. I don't know. 
He didn't. He didn't mechanic handling what he needed, but he didn't. He didn't have it. But uh. I won my first race out running his daddy. Oh yeah. And the handling when I passed him, I when I t- turned under him into three, he had his wheels left to the lock. There was no way that car would turn <laughs> any more. And it just stayed well, that, that was straight. the way his car. His car he'd run off in the corner, and he'd have his wheels turned all the way, and it was just pushing like a dump truck. And when it caught back down. Back down, he was coming to you. Yeah. And uh, I finally decided I had enough of that, and I just drove that thing off in there underneath him. And when he – and he was out he was out here getting him a Coca-Cola and a hot dog or whatever you want. <laughs> Snow cane. That thing uh, hooked up and drove right back down in front of me, and mm. I just drove – I drove through him. I, I drove through him, and he didn't let out a throttle either. And uh, he got spun – I spun him around and he hit me in the door and the car probably lifted two foot off the ground <laughs> and spun me out and put me up against the outside uh, back uh, stretch wall, body slammed it. I mean, it just pushed the front of the car over on it and uh, jerked the suspension off of it and brake lines. Didn't have no brakes and that thing just run down the back of uh, the back chute wall there and rolled out in the traffic and and then again uh, my, I can't remember who it was I think it was Bradley Davis's brother I think it was he running two laps down in the rear uh, KOs me and mm. uh, breaks the axle off and drives through the quarter panel and and then wants to get out and argue with me it's my fault that he crashed into me I said man <laughs> two laps down and in the rear what are you doing yeah. you know he didn't like that too much, but um, <laughs> truth usually hurts. Yeah, so uh, I, I get her that thing, put that thing on the trailer, and brought it back to the shop. And I thrashed to get that thing back together um, <clears throat> to come back the next week, and uh, I didn't realize it, but I did. I put a new axle in, got the quarter panel out on it, and I looked at it. I couldn't see no paint. Usually when a car's bent, you can look at the paint. I painted this car, the underneath of the car, I painted inside the car, and it was a blue color. It was a cobalt blue or something like that. But it didn't show any signs of cracking of the paint or anything because that's a sign of bent, being bent, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. <clears throat> I thrashed on this car all week, uh, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Had to put had to cut the horns off up, put horns back on that thing, and Joe had made a jig for Randy when he was a street stop that he could put in the K member and you could put the horns back on a on a big car, you know, where they needed to be instead of having it pulled or try to have it pulled. But um, I used that a number of times when I, in, in the 2000 series, in the 2000 season, I had to put horns on the front of that car a couple of times. But uh, uh, I, I relocated the horns on that thing, got the front end back together on that car and got out there early the next week and, uh, uh, stepdad, he working the gate over there. He stood at, he stood at that uh, at the gate um, when you come in on third in the third turn there. I went out there and hot and just made me a couple slow laps, make sure everything was going to be good. And I hammered down on that thing and got through one and two. And I went down the back chute, let off the gas, and that thing said, "Boom!" Hmm. She exploded. Uh, drive shaft almost come through the floor. Um, Tore the transmission, the bell housing, the rear end yoke off of it, and uh, throwed stuff at Steve. He said, "I, 
what you trying to do? You trying to kill me? Uh, I don't know what I don't know what flew by him, but it was a transmission or a rear end part. I don't know what it was, but Dang. I coasted in, put her on the trailer, and went back to the house and uh, didn't get to race that night. Uh, so uh, I put a new, uh, got all them parts in there again, and uh, and going back to uh, just getting married. That's not. You know, I done thrashed numerous nights on getting there in the first race. And then, here we go again. Uh, I thrashed some more, uh, trying to get that thing back together, go back racing again. Because uh, I had spare parts. I done bought a yeah, car from Chucky and had transmissions and, and bell housing and stuff like that. But Well, how was she liking racing by this point? Oh, uh, it wasn't good. Uh, her, her, that, fr- that smile turned upside down real quick on that deal. Um, <clears throat> worked all week, put the transmission and, you know, had everything. And still, again, I couldn't see anything wrong with the rear of the car. And uh, borrowed, uh, I think it's Kenneth Head and had some blocks you could set a car on and set it at right height. Got that, got them blocks from him and set the car on it and was looking at it. But the pinion on it was, you couldn't see it without putting an angle finder on it, but the pinion was, had gotten, uh, you know, most of them cars factory to come with one or zero depending angle in them. Yeah. Well, uh, Donnie Lockie had, had tried had taught me that you know you need to get a little more pinion angle on that thing, to give a little more forward bite or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it would do for the car, but I'd put more pinion angle than what than what it originally come with in a car, and uh, <clears throat> and it had been it to where. It had put it past what you needed to have for pinion angle, mm. and uh, so you couldn't see it. But when that thing unloaded, when you you know go to let off to go off in the corner, that rear end go down, mm-hmm. and when it go down, it just bound up the drive shaft mm. and twisted it. Wow! And uh, and my dummy self didn't see it to the third time. <laughs> Went back out there again. <laughs> Uh, went back out there again and uh, blowed everything out the back end of that thing again. And Man. now we're getting in my pocketbook, sure enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, uh, about three to five degrees is about all you want. Yeah, well. Once more I, match, you start getting loose. I, I think, think we wanted three, and I think five's too much. Yeah. Because you couldn't see it, but you had to put an angle iron on uh, angle angle finder on it to see it. Mm-hmm. And especially seeing it under race conditions. When it unloaded, that rear end even dived even more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, third time's a charm. I figured it out. <laughs> uh, I blowed another transmission. I mean, she broke everything. I broke the shifter, the mm-hmm. bell housing, the transmission ears, drive shaft twisted in half. Uh, I mean, we tore this thing all to pieces. And uh, so the third time we done it, and um, I said, if we do it again or something else happen, I'm done for. I, I, I'm out. I'm I'm done for. Uh, so we went back and thank the Lord uh, the thing didn't do it again because I corrected that issue, and uh, <clears throat> the car was still bent. Um, the front the front end was still over. It was out of square, so it was it was really tight for some reason. I mean, I run a tight race car anyways, but uh, it made it even tighter. <clears throat> and uh, I think. I was like Ben McCall had that 
steering wheel turned all the way one way, and if you backed off of it, any it was looser in the bass. And um, <clears throat> so uh, I run a couple more races, and in the in the in the engine kind of, I don't know if all that activity of banging in the wall and blowing a transmission out of it done something to the engine but the engine kind of slowed down <clears throat> i've run a couple more races i run maybe i think the best was second after them after the outlet i'm i run a second and uh finally decided this i need to give up i need to quit this stuff i mean uh so uh i decided i'm gonna i'm just gonna help brandy or joe joe by this time joe's Got him a car and working on that thing, and uh, I told Joe, I said, "Well, you know, I'm, I can't, uh, I can't afford to do nothing else. It's just I'm gonna have to put this thing up for a little bit and, and just help y'all fellas, whatever you know." So uh, I ended up taking the car to the house and letting it sit there so I could have a space to work on stuff, make me a little extra money, uh, help Joe on his car. Uh, he, I think, it was by that time he had the Chevelle that Tim Lawless ended up buying from him. Um, I helped him a little bit, and uh, I, he let me drive it one time and practice, you know, and I I, I didn't want to tear my man's car. I didn't, I wasn't sure enough, didn't want, because he had helped me so much on my car, and I get in his car, I, and then big tires, I had no experience whatsoever on them big tires. But w I made me some extensions for his pedals, and he said, I kind of like it, I'm gonna leave them things in there, because <laughs> I'm a short man, and, uh, uh, <clears throat> but he he let me practice his car and and uh, and, uh, and practice one day and I didn't get on it hard you know and he said what do you think about them big tires you need big tires or you know and I said nah man I, I you know I didn't even, I don't think I got up to speed to tell you the truth you know I just uh, I said man I I don't have no business up here I I just I like Charger I want to stick with Charger that's all I wanted to do anyways run Charger yeah because. Uh, when I, I didn't have any experience in go-karts. You know, if you have any kind of experience in go-karts, so, you know, use a man to have go-kart experience. He can come right off him things and go to late model sometimes and be successful. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't smooth like that. I was erratic is what he called me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was using a muscle in a car around, uh, you know, on them small tires, you know. Oh, yeah. On small tires, you got to just muscle that thing around, or in my opinion. I don't, other people might have a different opinion about that, but uh, – yeah. You gotta you gotta be smooth in that stand. I mean, you can't be like dirt tracking or anything. But I'm just saying, I run a tight I run a tight race car. So in the middle of the corner, I turn that car with a throttle. Yeah. And uh, and then you could just dig up off the corner. Um, I picked a many of people up, up off the corner like that. Me both. Because uh, everybody else was just waiting, just waiting and waiting. And my car was so good that uh, I could right in the center of the corner. I could if I couldn't just jam on that gas, I could just burp that thing and turn it. And then she's on. I was, we was up off the corner. Yeah. And uh, I remember many nights coming off of four in uh, two thousand. Yeah, coming off four in two thousand four. I had a uh, the platinum plus car on my hood because <laughs> he wouldn't get out of the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. That was another nice one there. But but uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> old Brian Davis, I I, I jacked him up uh, off of, off of uh, off of four one night and. Um, we didn't have no words afterwards, but he he did. He told me he didn't like it down the straightaway. He <laughs> he went out there as far as he could, could and just body slammed me down the straightaway. And uh, 
I think this was when I was driving for somebody else. You know, you couldn't see it. I mean, you just, I, done, I just, I got to him in the center corner, and I just, dang, I picked him up, and I just pushed him on and out, up, out of the groove, uh, you were saying, so I could get by him because he was another one that had a pile of engine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and I, I come in, and uh, I think it was Bob Roots when I was racing, uh, driving his car. He said, what's that guy? Problem, you know? Because he could, he didn't see what I'd done to him, but O'Brien David Reed, bam, body slammed the old side of the car. <laughs> I said, "Hey, buddy, how?" I was get, I had to get away from him. But yeah, you uh, better because that old motor. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. didn't have a parachute at the end of straightaway. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> he uh, he called me last week wanting some tires to run pure stock down at Anderson. Or he got off phone. He said, "I still owe you one." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, O'Brien, O'Brien, he's a good old fella, but he I mean, is. He, he is he's nice as can be. But uh, I'm, uh, I tell you, you don't want, I, you don't want to mess with him. I'm gonna tell you that right oh, now. He's a scrapper. Oh yeah, uh, racers I, don't forget, man. They, they know. Oh yeah, yeah. this dude's I, like an ox. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know what happened, and I'm probably gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna make somebody mad about this or not. But uh, oh, Scott, uh, man, oh, Scott, man. Him and Scott Mann had a tangle up on the racetrack. I don't know what it was. Probably the same situation, you know. I don't know. But old Scott thought he's going to be the man and go over and and uh, and start mouthing off to my man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that old that boy didn't say nothing to him. He just looked at him, and uh, Scott said what he had to say, and he walked away from him. So he come back to him again. He didn't finish what he had to say, I guess. <laughs> and I stand on the trailer with Randy and them. <clears throat> and uh, got ringside seats of this deal. But <laughs> old Scott come back up to him, and he started pointing his finger at him again and raising cane with him. He and that, that old boy, just jumped, he just reached out and grabbed him up by the, by the race suit and pulled him to him and said, pow, 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 pow. <laughs> Busted him about two or three times in the head mm. and let go of him and turned around went back to his trailer. <laughs> I said, hey. Uh Scott's a loyal listener. I'll get a call <laughs> tomorrow Man, on Wednesday. I, uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I was like, "Oh my lord!" Yeah, that clown's done called while we was on recording. Oh lord, wanting to give me a hard time. I made a Facebook post today. Uh, I was with a guy at lunch, and he was complaining about he was calling people fat, <laughs> and this dude's three hundred eighty pounds. Oh my lord! And I'm like, "That's the pot calling the kettle black." Uh, That's yeah. right. And. Yeah. Uh, Scott called to bust my chops a while ago about that. <laughs> Darn crazy. Yeah, but that that was uh that was funny because uh, I mean, uh, Brian Davis he you know he kept himself. I mean he never I I never had any trouble with him. I mean you know I jacked him up you know uh, probably more than one time because uh, I couldn't get by him down the straightaway. But uh, and back then that was just the way it was. You handled it on the racetrack. It wasn't on this ongoing. Um, Nonsense, for nonsense, on and on and on, kind of deal. I mean, if somebody run into you or they run into you, you know, the next week, uh, you just say, "Hey, I remember that deal. Don't worry yeah. about it." You know. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, if you didn't get him next week, you know, maybe two or three weeks down the road, you know, uh, if you, you got the opportunity, you know, you blow the horn at him. Well, oh, uh, oh, Brian, I, he, he he told me he owed me one and. 
It I told him, I said, I never run as slow as you did, so I couldn't have been behind <laughs> uh, but it, it was probably one of them deals. You probably had to jack him up out of shape a little bit to get by him because I'm telling you, he had a, a pile of engine. Oh, yeah. Uh, at little, it's a little Monte, uh, Osmobile uh, is what he had then. Yeah. A little black uh, Osmobile. I mean, uh, Orange numbers. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, but that thing was like John Forrest down the straightaway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, but it when was. it come to the corner, he, he's just uh, it wasn't gonna happen for him down in the corner. Well, I won my second race because of Brian. <laughs> he, we're going down the back straightaway, and he's pointing me high, and I'm like, Mm-mm, I know better than to go high on Brian Davidson. There, there was there was one race, um, you know, and and it started. I think we had two or three laps ago, and it started sprinkling rain, and they let us race, and I passed it. I passed Brian Davis. <laughs> uh, uh, when it was raining, and he come over and told me, man, I appreciate you not dang KO me or running into me. You know, you got by me without uh, tearing my car up because you know uh, it was it was sprinkling. It was barely sprinkling rain, Ooh. and it, it was it was dicey. But it, hey, it, it we're going to we're going Victor Lane. Yeah, he he was uh, fun like that. He pointed me high. Oh yeah, if, he, if you pointed you high, that was a, that was a mistake. He didn't want to do that deal. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if he was telling me that's where he was going or that's where he wanted me to go. So, <laughs> so we drove off in the corner fast enough that he went right. Okay. I think he meant to go left. But, yeah, that was an adventure. So you, uh, I think that was two thousand four. You yeah. say you took a little time off through that after? Yeah, I took a little time off. Uh, I had to just park that thing and um, <clears throat> took the car. You know, I. Bought the house and had a little garage behind the house, and I put the car back there so I could use the shop. And I got to a point that, um, you know, I helped Joe and Randy, you know, a little bit after that, you know, just because uh, I didn't want to get out of that shop. I just, you know, I had help if I needed it, and um, you know, Joe was uh, awesome to me. I mean, he, he, he'd do anything in the world for, and it's not me, just anybody, you know. Uh, yeah. A lot of people. I didn't know how to read Joe. Uh, G, uh, Joe kept to himself, and you know, uh, some people thought Joe maybe had been a little of a butthole or you know, not hard to get along with. But he just, uh, he just had to know, had to get to know Joe. Yeah. Um, but uh, he gave you his shirt off his back. I mean, he just—I've heard that many, many times. Oh yeah. I mean, he—he was a—he was a, uh, really good to me. I mean. He helped me. I don't know how much. Uh, and then when I moved out, I, he was my technical advisor. That's what I called him. Yeah. And on down the road, uh, Tim Lawless. You know, he, him, and him and uh, Joe was good buddies at one time. And uh, when I got to uh, racing for uh, um, <clears throat> Bob Root, uh, you know, Tim worked for Bob Root. He was my technical advisor too, also a little bit. <laughs> I could bounce stuff off him or tell him, you know, this thing's doing this. I said, what do you think I need to do this thing? And you know, he he shoot me he shoot me straight. And, yeah. Uh, well, how how cool was it to uh, to be around Joe and Randy because uh, driver crew chief combo in my eyes, uh, there's nobody else to compare. I mean, oh no, I mean them two guys together was uh, was uh, uh, awesome. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I think Joe could make a grocery buggy handle. Oh, yeah. And oh, I yeah. think Randy probably could have drove that grocery oh, buggy to Victory Lane. Oh, yeah. Randy get in, uh, could get into anything, I guess, and, and wheel that thing to the front. Yeah. Um, I, it, I think uh, in that time, 
uh, Randy had, uh, you know, his <clears throat> he got his business handed over to him uh, through his dad. It was him and his dad roofing business, but uh, it was somewhere in that area, uh, Pops wasn't able to work anymore and had to retire and hand the business over to him. And then, you know, Randy's main uh, sponsor was Pops. Uh, yeah. And uh, so Randy struggled a few years um, <clears throat> about racing uh, and the race that double zero car y'all, y'all had. Uh, that was uh, Larry Moore. Larry Moore Jody. had it. And jo- uh, Jody had that car. And, yeah. Uh, Randy uh, raced that car. Uh, I don't know how long. I Probably maybe a handful of times. I ain't sure how long. I don't think it was a season. But... Um, <clears throat> And there again, I was I was I spotted for Randy, and uh, uh, you know helped him. We went over to that fella's shop and worked on that car. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know what it was about. Uh, I guess everybody's gonna have their nemesis or, or issues with each other if you get outrun by them. But uh, him and Darnell's didn't. A little Randy and Darnell did not get along. Uh, you know, I, I like the Darnells and I try to get along with everybody and. But Randy's my buddy. Was my but you know, was my buddy and and everything. But um, I raced against uh, Greg and everything. Ain't never had problems with them fellas. But uh, I guess uh, uh, Robin. I think it was Robin. He ran Sportsman or uh, whatever it's called. In but uh, them two, they was they was like minders. They just didn't like. They just couldn't get along with one another. But uh, uh, same time. Uh, he was driving that double zero car, and <clears throat> I don't know what it was the deal was, but <clears> oh, <throat> Robin, run Randy on the outside, running him, running him in the outside wall is why I seen it. I mean, I I don't know if that was the that was the true deal or what the what the deal was, but it looked like Darnell just run little Randy in the outside wall, and uh, I keyed up on the mic and I told him I said, if you don't down, you know what on that, you know what. <laughs> You ain't got a hair on your tail, son. And uh, we come out of one and two and whoop, put that three car on the merry-go-round, backed him in the wall and tore that double zero front end all to pieces. Mm. I said, "Oh my lord!" And you know, and so, uh, I don't know. I I don't think it was the last time Randy got to drive that car, but uh, the radiator was on top of the hood or on top of the cow or something other. I was like, "Good lord, lord have mercy. I didn't mean to do all that." I just. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a little skirmish going on, but I don't. I don't, I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if Randy might have roughed him up or blowed the horn at him, yeah. and he and they didn't and he didn't take kind of that because Randy had a Randy had that issue too. Uh, he blowed a horn at you in the in the middle of the corner, uh, you know, uh, or up off the corner. You better uh, grab you a handful of wheel or eat a hot dog. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and that may have been what the problem was. Uh, or corn dog. Yeah, yeah, or corn dog. But uh, because he, uh, he knocked the grill out of here, and Joe would get so upset with him, and I mean, I don't, he wouldn't, it wouldn't go no blows or nothing. But I can't. Man, why you gotta tear the grill out of the car? I mean, uh, he never tore up a race car, really. I mean, I think that was uh, hit being his fault uh, is probably the worst that Randy ever tore up a race car. Um, you know, before that, and that was another thing he told her. Gotten, he was running back there in the in the back with them uh, 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 fellas that you know you know how it is running back there in the back. But 
uh, got the car tore up uh, just by where he was racing at because he didn't have enough engine at the time, or I don't know what the problem was. I, I'm, I'm blaming it on engine, but because it wasn't his driving ability, that's for sure. <clears throat> but uh, in in the years that that I've been around Greville Pickens, and he's not taking anything from any of them, and I've said it before. Uh, Randy Blue's probably the best I've seen through my. Oh game. yeah, he was he was smooth as could be. I mean, uh, uh, he was coming to the front. Ain't but no doubt uh, when he got behind the wheel. Uh, if the car, if it had him, if the engine was up to par, and uh, you know, you know, because the handling was there, because Joe was a man behind the handling of the car, and uh, if we was racing, he had tires, and uh, and that was other, that was another thing. Uh, when uh, it was a time when Joe and Randy raced against another one another, and uh, that wasn't that wasn't so great, you know. Uh, yeah, that would have been the Chevelle. Yeah, the Chevelle. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and um, <clears throat> and it was the Chevelle, and Randy had went back to the car he originally bought from, from Wally. one from Wally, because uh, I think it was two thousand four. Two thousand four, when they built the Monte Carlo, because they had done away with those cars, or, or said they needed to do away with them cars because they got out of hand. Yeah. They was building uh, late models cars with, uh, and Randy's car wasn't ever like that. And that was, an, and I think that was another issue that Randy had was uh, everybody had uh, started racing these cars that was like a late model car, and he's still running a stock car. Um, but his cars, you know, it wasn't no, it was tricked out a little bit, and uh, because Joe didn't want him racing it against him, and uh, they kind of had a, a little tiff about that deal, you know, because uh, Randy got put through the hot spot sign, tore that car all to pieces, and uh, <clears throat> so the only thing he had to race was a uh, was that that first car he got from uh, Shepard, and. Uh, so Randy said, "I'm gonna drag that thing back out and and do what I need to get it back to where it needs to be." Because at that time, they went back to stock, kind of a stock car with uh, ten inch tires. And yeah. when he, the last time he raced that car, it had outboard shocks on it, uh, jack screws, um, tubular uppers. Yeah, tubular uppers. And uh, so he drug that car back out, and it sit over beside the shop, uh, which is a, was a paint book. What? Eventually it became a paint boot, but it was just a a place to store stuff, um, and it'd sit over there uh, probably a season or a half or something like that. But because he drug it, he drug it car back out, and and Joe wouldn't come to the shop and, and help him. And uh, I, I was telling Randy, I said, "Man, you know how to do all that? Just do it. Just you know, because uh, he had to cut the uh, jack screws out of it." And, uh, you know, put the factory stuff back on. He changed the A-frames and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, put stop A-frames back on it. And, and uh, he said, I need my man Joe to come down here and tell me where I need to do this. And I said, well, my man ain't going to do that. He said, he's going to have to race against that car, and he ain't gonna, he don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, so Randy finally, he, he decided he's, well, I'm I just going to have to do it myself. So he he trimmed everything off, got it back to where it needed to be, and got the car back together. And then Joe eventually uh, just started helping him again, uh, even though they was racing against one another. And then uh, – So the he, difference in those cars, 
for for you listeners is basically the center section was tubed tube tube uh through two before tubing well randy's car <clears throat> was was a stock chassis with a with tubing in the chassis tubing inside the chassis yeah and um they didn't like the track didn't like that um but uh he come he brought that car. He went and talked to the check men, and they said, if you do this or that, you know, we'll let it go, you know. So he come back, and he won him some races, and then uh, uh, everybody started complaining about it. Everybody started talking about, well, that's still what we was running against before. It's got tube chassis. And so uh, Randy put, uh, uh, instead of SS Monte Carlo, he put stu- uh, uh, <laughs> ST or something other on the, on the front of the car. Stand for st- uh, st- tubing or something other like that. I can't remember what he put on there, but uh, <clears throat> uh, so they raced Kane about it so much. So Randy said, "I, I don't, I don't care." So uh, he took it over to uh, Tim Lawless's. I think it's where that. I think that's what happened. Is he, um, you know, Tim had helped Randy a little bit too when he first started racing, and before Joe helped him because they all they all hung out together and raced together. And uh, so they took he took it over to Tim's house, and they cut that tubing out of that car. Hmm. And uh, everybody told me you freak you go you freaking that car up. That's gonna mess that's gonna mess that car. Up. I think it made it faster. To tell you the truth, I mean, okay. it, 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 I don't know how, but uh, he cut that he cut that tubing out of that car. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and uh, he went on to win to win several more championships with that car. Just cause everybody want to complain about it. Yeah, I can remember a time when I believe Bob Root got that car from us. It was an old Galloway car. It was our station wagon. Right, right. Put a Monte Carlo or a Malibu body on it. Him and I think Tim started driving that car at some point. Yeah. And yeah. him and Randy were going out there back when we were running super stock with the outboard shocks and everything. We was running twenty one fifties. Was getting it done, but it's a two barrel carburetor. But when Randy and Tim was really hard racing during them times, they was running twenties and thirties. You know, twenty one. We were, we were blown away. That, it was because they were on stock shocks, you know, or yeah. stock appearing shocks. Oh yeah, it, I mean, or uh, stock mount. They were they were hustling. Yeah, that cars. was uh, Joe. Joe didn't care for that either. That them, that car either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyways, you know, because it's supposed to be back to the stock car and and just running ten inch tires, and that's what Joe was used to, mm-hmm. and that's what he liked, you know. And uh, but uh, Randy get in, and what make it so bad is uh, Randy would get in that Chevelle and run faster times than he was running in his car, <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. that's craziness, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, and because he would show Joe, he said, "Man, see, your car's faster than my car," you know. Uh, but Joe. Um, Joe loved racing, and he, he liked racing, but he wasn't aggressive. Joe was not aggressive at all. Um, and, you know, he didn't tear up nothing. And, you know, he you know he, he probably gave up a lot of wins because of uh, him being that way. Um, wanting to be able to have a car to come back with. Yeah, wanting to, you know, because I guess his money was tight, too. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, uh, Randy aggravated the te- – uh, even though they was buddies and he and he depended on Joe and, and everything and – he he give Joe heck, I mean he just aggravate. He, uh, Randy was ag- like aggravating people, uh, regardless. It didn't matter who you was, 
uh, he, he once told everybody in the shop, he said, you know, uh, you mess with, he mess with uh, Ryan, but uh, he starts turning red, you leave him alone. <laughs> kind of like the Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. Start yeah. turning green. Oh, yeah. I turned red. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, and I and I tried to tell Randy. I said, "Man, don't upset Joe. Don't do that. Don't 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 pick at him, uh, because uh, they got, they was racing against one another, and uh, uh, Randy would purposely bring tires over to the to the shop and roll them up down the driveway because uh, putting a little something in the tires, and Joe never soaked tires." Didn't want to soak tires. Didn't want to have that expense on tires. But, you know, someone was doing it for Randy for, you know, just for helping him out, you know, and it didn't cost Randy nothing. And uh, Eric was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but he would come over on, I think, I think they would, I don't know when they would, I think Friday night. I mean, he, they would do it, so I don't know when they would do it, but he'd go buy him some tires and, uh, Friday night, he'd come rolling things up and down the driveway, and Joe would lose his mind, son. <laughs> he would just, uh, man, I can't run against you them damn tires, man. <laughs> go up, he'd storm off and go up to the shop, and then look at me, and Randy look at me like, well, what's wrong with him? I said, no, what's wrong with him? But, uh, <laughs> you know, that was just, uh, it was just the way that they, they, they was back and forth with one another. One another. Yeah. But uh, uh, eventually, uh, uh, I had to I had to make a decision to to move out of the shop. You know, I I wasn't racing. Um, uh, times had gotten a little, little tougher than what they normally was for me, and uh, uh, I didn't want to because uh, I I love being around Joe and Randy. And uh, <clears throat> I still went over and you know, probably every day after work, I, I would cruise by and see if they was out, they was working on cars or whatever, even after I moved out of the shop. Because uh, I had a garage behind my house, you know, um, and I thought it might make it easier for me if I could go out in my backyard and not have to travel over there and, and, and be spending late hours out. You know, if I was in my backyard at 3 o'clock in the morning, it might be a little easier on me, but no, it wasn't. It still wasn't. Uh, oh yeah, it's still tough. It's still tough, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> kind of um, went on. I think I quit racing a couple. I, cut, I had to stay out of racing for a season or so there. I think the next time I raced was uh, was '06. Is when I finished when I first when I started racing again was it in '06? That's probably around the time you bought car from the neighbor. No, no, I, uh, the car from your neighbor I think was closer to ten. Okay. Or 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 eight or nine somewhere yeah. in there. But uh, <clears throat> uh, going back to when I was in the shop with the Kane boys, I, I met met Kevin Sanders. Um, Kevin Sanders, uh, he was. He was friends with the Kane fellas and been Kane's with uh, friends with the Kane's for a long time. Brought his car over when I was in the shop with them, and they worked on his car. And uh, he was kind of worked on his stuff by himself. And um, I think he his wife was pregnant at the time. He he bought that car, and that kind of put him behind uh, on racing. So 
I want to say it was uh, say it was probably the end of '05 or O or, or the or start of '06. I want to I want to say end of '05. I I met I seen Kevin somewhere. I don't know where it was. I seen him seen him out somewhere, and me and him got to talking. You know how racers do. You know they uh, he had raced a little bit. You know he I think he raced '05 season, uh, but. Didn't didn't race much, and uh, and he had to get it set set by himself. I mean, he was always up front, had a fast car, and uh, <clears throat> which you know, you know Eric and 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 uh, Jerry McIntosh had helped him out, and uh, <clears throat> so I seen him out somewhere. I can't I can't remember exactly what what the deal was, but you know we got to racing, talking racing. He said, "Man, are you." You've been racing any? I said, no, nah, man, I'm financial. I, I can't tell everybody I'm financially retired. That's what I tell everybody at the time. I, I said, I'm not retired. I'm just financially retired right <laughs> at this time, you know. And uh, uh, he said, yeah, man. I, he said, I ain't been able to race in two or three races. He said, uh, uh, my work, my, my, you know, my business is 90% of me. You know, he says, uh, uh, between the kids, the kids playing sports and, uh, <clears throat> Me, me and my business is booming right now. He said, I can't, I can't really do no racing. He said, I got a few things wrong with the car. He said, the starter's tore up on it, got an oil leak and all that. He said, I need to find me someone that be willing that I could pay to, to uh, fix that thing for me so I could do a little racing, you know. And I said, well, hey, hey I'm, I'm in on that deal. I said, I'm always wanting to make a dollar or two, you know. And uh, I said, I can do anything you want to that thing. Yeah, I said, uh you just tell me what you need, and you know if you're willing to come come off some coins, I'm in. You know, yeah. uh, so uh, that was uh, a beginning of me and Kevin Sanders racing together. You know, uh, didn't know it at the time, but uh, I I I told him I said you know uh, you know if you if that's what you need if that's what's gonna help you out, man, I I'll, I'll be willing to do that for you. You know, he says uh, you know I. I got. I don't have a shop. I said. Uh, he said. I got a. It's in my garage. It's attached to my house. I don't really like working on it there because my wife don't like it. You know. And uh, I said. Well, I got a shop. You know. I said. Well, we can bring it to the house and do whatever you want to. If we, I can come to you. And uh, he says. Well, that sounds good. And he said. I'm. 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 I'm pretty busy the next to next Saturday or Sunday or something like that. And I said. Well, let me know. You call me. Let me know. Uh, Come get that thing, take it to the house, and I'll do whatever it needs to uh, get you there. I said, I can go to the racetrack with you and help you out a little bit if you need that. <laughs> and he said, oh, that sounds cool, you know. And uh, I said, so I went, and uh, I think the starter was tore up on it. And, um, it had a, uh, a pretty good oil leak underneath it. I don't know what the, the oil pan, I don't know what the deal. He scrubbed a hole in the oil pan or something like that. I can't remember what the deal was, but. So, so uh, uh, we got to talking some more and more, and he says, "Well, I, I like to do this and that to the car, and I just don't have time for it, and I like to put a new body on it and get it painted again, you know, and get it all lettered up. You know, it's been a little bit. I've had to take the doors and everything off this thing and beat it out on the on the on the ground a couple of times already, you know, because he was an aggressive driver. You know, he uh, he wasn't going to." Stay in the back. I mean, he was coming to the front if he could. Oh yeah. And uh, so, uh, <clears throat> so uh, I said, well, you know, I can do whatever you need, man. I said I can do everything except paint and body. Uh, I said we have to find somebody that's gonna paint it. Or I said I could probably 
I can put it in prime or whatever, but as far as painting, that's out of my wheelhouse. I've always depended on my stepdad to do stuff like that, and, you know, uh, uh, he don't have time. I, you know, I don't. he ain't got a place. We ain't got a place to a paint booth or nothing like that. He said, well, I'll find somebody to do the painting on that thing. And uh, I said, well, I can do just about everything that you want. Put your new front end, new hoop bars or whatever it needs to be done to the car and engine problems. And uh, he said, okay, sounds good to me. He said, well, towed it to the house. And so I got, oh, gears got to working, you know, because he said, well, you know, I don't get to race uh, because of my business and, and my kids. Uh, I don't get to race maybe 10 times a year, you know. And, and uh, I got to think to myself, well, hey, maybe let me drive this thing if I help him out. You know, don't charge him no money. Just whatever, you know, he buy the parts. You know, I do all everything for him. And uh, maybe I get to wheel this thing a couple times for him. And uh, <clears throat> so uh, next time we – so. Saturday, rolled around, uh, went up there, and we loaded the car up. And I said, hey, man, let me run something by you. I said, you know, I, I completely understand if you don't want to do this, and it ain't, ain't nothing against you or me or nothing else. You know, I said, uh, I, needed, I really need the coins more than I need anything, but I like, I like racing. And uh, if I can race and, and that costs me nothing, or, you know, if it costs me $25 to get in the gate and, a little fuel money, you know, I, you know, I could probably swing that deal. And uh, he said, well, "What you, what you talking about?" I said, "Well, <clears throat> I said I'll do anything you want with this car. I, I said I got the front end for it. I got some parts saved up. I got tubing. I got, uh, you know, I'm saving up for a new car. When I get a chance, I'm gonna build me a new car and everything." I said, uh, "If you'd be willing to let me pilot that thing a couple of times, you know, when you ain't racing, I go to racetrack, do everything you want." Do anything and everything you, we can do to race, you know, if you just let me drive that thing. He's like, man, uh, I really don't want nobody driving my car, man. Mm. I said, hey, ain't no problem. That's cool. I said, uh, <clears throat> we get this thing hooked up and, you know, uh, I do everything you need to it and get it painted. We get it, take it after I get done with it and send it over to the, whoever's going to get the painting done for you. And, uh. I, I still even go help you at the racetrack if you need to. Well, I get the car, and I tear this car apart and pull the engine out of it and put a new oil pan on it and uh, proceed on the body part of it. And uh, It was probably a couple of days later, I, he called, he, Kevin Sanders called me. I, said, I answered the phone. I said, what's up, man? He said, hey, I've been thinking. He said, uh, you find a car, and I'll buy it. Let you drive it. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Mm -hmm. uh, hey, I don't want to do. I don't want to get in it that deep, man. I, I'm. I just want to be able to keep up with my driving a little bit. I want to be able to stay in the car and and just help you." Uh, he says, "No, nah, I don't. I thought about it. And, uh, I got two or three engines, and uh, old Jerry McIntosh, he's been helping me a bunch. Uh, we thinking about buying another car and this, that, and the other." And I said, "Well," I said, "Uh." I really don't want to get that deep, man. I said, I, I can't afford tires. I can't afford doing anything besides getting myself in the gate and maybe some fuel money. Mm -hmm. He said, well, uh, still, you find you find another car, uh, you let me know and we, we'll get it. And uh, I said, okay, that sounds cool. And uh, I said, man, this ain't lost his mind. I don't, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to get this deep in this deal, you know, because I just want to help him. Uh, 
So uh, I got a thing, and I said, who's got a car? Who's, who's got something for sale? And I got I got a thing about it. And, uh, oh, Eric Kane and, and, and at the time, McIntosh, Jerry McIntosh, had bought. They had sold their Lake Model car several years earlier, and they still hadn't got that racing bug out of them. Um, <clears throat> they bought one of Donnie Lockerbie's cars, going back to Donnie Lockerbie. He, Donnie Lockerbie had bought, had built another car at Red Abel shop um, and just couldn't get a motor together. Or, or, or I, think they, I think he raced it a couple times, but he was having some other issues in, in, his, in his personal life too, I think. And uh, well, then boys said, well, we'll just buy that car from you. Well, let's sit up there. Uh, it, uh, this Michael and Michael and Eric had worked together for a long time, and then Eric had ventured out on his own, opened his own transmission shop, and uh, I kind of got him hooked up with the city of Greenville doing some work uh, on uh, patrol cars and stuff like that. So I kept in touch with them fellas, you know, and uh, they had that car, and it's sit it's sitting there in their uh, transmission shop for a long time, and so. I talked to him about it, you know. I said, well, "What y'all want? You gonna sell that car? What you gonna do?" Oh man, we, I don't know what we're gonna do with that thing. And uh, so that was my first thought. I said, I went back and talked to Eric, and it was gone. I said, like, "Oh my God, this is crazy!" I just talked to you last week. I said, "What happened to the car?" He said, uh, "Somebody come bought that thing, man." I said, "Lord, mm. man," I said, I, I, "I just wanted to get that thing from you." He says, "Well, you know, who, you know who's got it?" And I said, "No, I don't know who's got it." He said, "Chris Francis has got it," and I said. Chris Francis, oh Lord, I said okay. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I called Kevin. I said, "Hey, I, I found a car, and uh, but uh, I think he wants too much money for it. I think he wants too much money for it because I know what they give for the car. Or I think I know what they give for the car. I know he's wanting to make a little dollar or two off the car." I said, "But uh, it's up to you." He says, "Tell him we want that thing." I said, "Okay." <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, so I go, I go see Chris Francis, and uh, this time he's working for City Wrecker, I think, doing doing their body shop deal and Wrecker stuff. And uh, I said, uh, I heard you bought Carl Kane had. And he said, Yeah. He said, I got that thing down there in the basement. I said, Well, I got a fella that wants to buy that thing. You want to sell it? He said, Well, you know what? I'll sell it. You know, I'm gonna make a dollar off of it. And I. And because uh, I already knew before he even talked to Chris, but he's gonna want to make he gonna make a mm-hmm. dollar or two off this thing. Which anybody want to do that, I guess. But uh, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to be at that end of that deal. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so I ended up getting that car uh, from Chris, and which Kevin bought it, and, and and what happened is the engine that was originally in that car got put back in that car. And uh, Jerry Jerry McIntosh, uh, uh, he's he was helping um, Kevin. Uh, they was kind of buddies, you know. Uh, Jerry McIntosh done roofing, and Kevin done home improvement, build houses, and 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 just any kind of home improvement kind of deal, you know. And uh, so uh, I brought I got Kevin's car done, put him. You know, up front, I'm gonna put him ahead of everything before I even started on on the car that uh, I was gonna drive, because that was the original plan, anyways. 
And uh, Kevin told me, he said, well, you know, uh, since I got you helping me and I got we bought this other car, I, I think about running for me a championship. I said, oh, man, you don't want to do that. I said, you start doing that deal and it's all downhill. It's going it's gonna, it's gonna to bite you in the tail. Don't, don't fool with that. And uh, he's like, no, man, I think I got a pretty good chance. You know, I've done pretty good by myself. I got you and McIntosh, you know. Uh, he said, I think I we do pretty good. I said, hey, that's what you want to do. That's cool. Uh, so I got this car together, done everything you want. We sent it to, got Craig Osteen, and I knew Craig from Kane uh, Boys. He 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 had uh, painted Kane's uh, uh, cars, both Eric and Michael's car, and kind of knew him a little bit before that uh, because uh, I, I think my stepdad. But uh, we take it down there to Osteen's. This is when he was off in uh, right before right before you go over the bridge down there in the hole, before you got in, in the building on down the road there. We took Kevin's car down there, and um, he painted Kevin's car and everything, and I went down there with him. You know, I went down there, and I actually done some more work. He said, you think we can do a little more work on the back of this thing? You know, it's got a lot of, you know, if we're going to paint it, we need to straighten that a little bit. So I went down there and done some fab work on the back quarter panels and blended the uh, bumper and everything in, did a back quarter panel, and uh, he says, uh, he said, you got a car? I said, well, Kevin's got this other car. I'm going to drive it a little bit. And he said, uh, you going to paint it? I said, nah, I ain't going to fool with that deal. I'm going I'm to just flat black it and put a sab on it, you know, and uh, worry about Kevin. Kevin's the main main deal right now is because he's going to front the bill. And uh, so me and, me and Osteen become pretty good friends through that deal. You know, I knew him before that, but that's when we our friendship really uh, become pretty good. He says, uh, "Hey, we put we can get some paint pretty cheap." I said, "Silver? You gonna get silver pretty cheap?" I said, "I don't know about that deal." He says, "Well, I got a hookup, man." He says, uh, "Bring your car down here. We're gonna paint that thing." You know, it's, you know, then had him some beers, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, I. I get my car hooked up. We drag it down there to his place, and um, he says, "You do, you do all, you do all the grunt work on it, DA and everything, and we, we'll paint that thing for you." I said, "Okay." So uh, I done I DA'd uh, everything and uh, paint, paint booth, and I thought Craig was gonna paint it, you know. Well, <clears throat> he had a buddy, uh, I think he's passed away now. Is uh, John Patterson, as well as his name, and John Patterson is actually I don't know if you know who that is, but. Uh, Name sounds familiar. He um, he's always been around racing. His brother Tad Price. I don't know if they. I think the step brother somehow or another. But yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but um, John Patterson come down and there's probably probably ten or so fellas down there. You know, it's after hour deal. They drinking beer and racing and talking junk. You know, and uh, I get the car taped up and. He said, oh, John Boy's going to paint that thing for you. I said, okay, whatever. And I, I don't know. So he goes to throw on the color on the car, you know. And first time I ever met this fella. I don't even know him about him, you know. I, I mean, I've heard of him, you know. I, I, I found out later it was Tad Price's brother or whatever. But but he they, he lays the color down on the car. And so me and Kevin put Osteen's collision on the bottom doors and everything. Uh, so we, we go off. We we get there, and uh, this is when this. I think they was running sixteen inch Diamondbacks, and they went to 
the little Hoosier tires, mm-hmm. the little bitty Hoosier tires, I think. Well, <clears throat> I think the first race I run them six-inch Diamondbacks, and everybody kind of complained about it, but I didn't do anything. I just was shaking the car down and, uh, you know, really concerned about Kevin, you know, getting him where he needed to be. But uh, me and him raced uh, that season, and I think I won one race that season, um, and uh, he won – Two or three or something like that. I can't remember, but then trouble stroke. Uh, you know, running, trying to run for the championship is not is not good. Uh, it it for some reason uh, he was magnetized to two different cars. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Altop was one of them, and Amanda Lynch was the second one. And I don't know <clears throat> what the deal was, but every time them two got around one another, they just was body slamming one another. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and it, I think at first it was Amanda Lynch. Uh, I don't know what the deal was, but he was just kind of magnetized. I said, "That's your engine builder, man. What the heck you doing? You know, <laughs> you can't be doing stuff like that." I don't know. And uh, I was kind of, you know, I know Stan Presley and, and Zach Presley. That's his son, and he he raced too, and he was uh, in a relationship with Amanda at that time, I think. And uh, they talked. They you know they talked them. I would talk to them and. You know, uh, I told him. I told Amanda. I said, "Hey, I said, you know, what that man does in that car ain't got nothing to do with me. You know, I ain't. You know, I says own deal. You know, uh, you know, if I do that, you know, that's my deal. You know, I, I said, don't, I don't think that just because we teammates and his car or my car look alike that you know you should be guilty of association. Yeah, mm-hmm. guilty of association. You know, but." Um, I said, you know, I think it happened about three or four times. Uh, and I finally, I, I told her, I said, hey, I don't care. I don't care. I don't I don't have a dog in this fight. And I don't, you know, I work on that car. My man pays for everything and, and lets me drive this other car. I said, but uh, next time that man runs into you, and if you have the opportunity, I want you to turn, turn, just turn into us, put him on a merry-go-round. Yeah. He'll stop doing that. I said, you got to get some respect, you know, that's, um, and uh, later on, that bit me in the tail, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, uh, I think they, they they didn't really, they just roughed up fenders, and, you know, they didn't tear up either truck, other's cars, but uh, him and all top, I mean, they uh, they tore up two weeks in a row, I think, they, they just, well, I don't know how bad all top got it, but. Kevin's car's horns got stood up on his car twice. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> they ended up nosed in to the outside wall. Um, and I think the second time, well, Kevin, look, uh, Kevin, he's a short man like me. He's on the hood of this man's car, jumping up and down on the front stretch. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I was like, and luckily, old McIntosh is out is is out ahead of me. I said, okay, we we good. McIntosh got it taken care of. Anything, <laughs> anything goes down, McIntosh gonna take care of it. You know. Oh yeah. Because I I was on I was about uh, halfway up uh, pit road, and they was down at the other end down there. You know, and I could see this little man jumping up and down on the hood of this man's car, and uh, <laughs> uh, not good. <clears throat> so uh, the original, you know, the original deal was, you know. Something happened to his car that um, <clears throat> uh, 
he drive he get to drive my car. Or the car I the car I was driving, which I was, I was cool with that. <clears throat> well, luckily, it only messed up only one horn. I think it messed up one horn on his car that time. And I, I brought out the frame uh, frame jig and put a new horn on it. Um, got it back together for him, and we went back the next week, and, and it happened again. Or I don't know if it happened uh, two weeks in a row. It was pretty... It was either a race between that or a weekend or over a week after that. The same deal, him and Altop, banging on one another, crossing the finish line, uh, nosed into the wall, got both horns this time, mm. stood both horns straight up in the air. <clears throat> Had to go to frame shop this time, sent it to uh, Larry, Larry Moore. Yeah. That's what it was. I think it was. Larry, uh, he done frame pulling. <clears throat> I get the car home, jerk the motor transmission out of it, send it to Larry. He he pulls on it. I said, don't worry about the horns on this thing. I'm going to chop them off and put new horns on it. I said, just get behind the wheels, get that thing square, get it back straight where we were at, you know, where the track right, you know. And uh, <clears throat> so uh, put that thing, uh, put the frame, put the frame horns back, get it back from the hem Well, the, the it, it took more than a week to get that car back together because I done had to pull the motor transmission, send it over to him, had to work on his schedule. And I said, well, you can drive my car, you know. And uh, uh, that's what we know. He said, he said, I really don't want to do that, man. I, I, I like my car. I said, well, that's the deal, man. That was the deal that we, you know, we set out that you was going to drive. That car is a backup car. Well, we go out the next week, and he's in my car. I don't race. I'm just watching and I don't think he makes two laps, and uh, I don't know, I don't know who he got in. I, we, he was running in the rear. He started on the rear, and uh, somehow he got tangled up with somebody and pointed him to the outside wall. Turns the horn up on my car. Mm. Oh, Kevin says, "I'm done. I'm 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 done. I'm out. I'm I'm going to the lake next week." He says, "If you wanna, if you wanna fix, if you, if it's easier to get my car back together, you can drive my car, or you can fix your car, whichever one you wanna do." I said, "Well, I don't, I don't really wanna drive your car, but you know, we we'll see how it goes." He said, "I don't care." He said, uh, "You tell me how much money it takes to get either one of them back together. Uh, me and the family's going to the lake. I ain't worried about racing no more. Uh, you know, I'm done with this. I'm done for it right now. You know, I'm gonna take me a week or two off." Uh, so. In the meantime, I done got Kevin's car back and uh, put horns on it, put new hoop bars in it, and uh, done some more work on it. So I got thinking, I said, well, it's, it's closer for me to get this car together for Kevin's. I ain't never drove his car. I ain't never done anything in this car, with, you know, besides work on it. And uh, <clears throat> so I said, uh, I'm just going to drive your car. He said, man, whatever you want to do. I'll send you a picture. I got. I sent one of the pictures of the 05 car out. Yeah. First time in that car, I, I think I started uh, almost on the pole with that car and checked out in it. And the reason I done that is he didn't have no brakes in that car. If you ever want, if you ever, if anybody out there ever want to know why Kevin Sanders run over you, he didn't have no brakes. <laughs> I, I don't know what in the world. Uh, I was pumping the brakes at the end of the straightaway. 
to get brakes on this car to set the car to get in the corner. You know what I'm saying? That's a scary feeling. Oh yeah, and and I was like, oh my lord, what's going? On? And, and I took it out there earlier, you know, to try to shake the car down, and I knew that. And uh, I tried to work on the brakes. I, I run the brakes up on the car like I do my cars and back them off and everything. And I went down a down a straightaway in that car and got on the brakes, and that thing about turned me around backwards. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, but I mean, it just make the car want to loop around. I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this deal, you know. And I worked on it, and I worked on it, and I worked on it. And I called Kevin, and I said, man, what's up with the brakes on this car? He says, don't mess with them things. I love it like that. Don't, he said, don't mess with them brakes. Don't, whatever you do, don't fix that. I said, what you mean? He says, uh, I got something going on with the, uh, uh, the right rear wheel or something other, you know, so Darnell or Jerry or somebody told me to do something to the that left rear wheel, you know, and uh, that's what the deal was when you back up when you let the when you put the brakes back up where they belong and back off on them, it was locking up the uh, the left rear wheel and not letting the right wheel get any brake fluid to yeah. it. Mm. I said, what in the world's he got going on with saying? I said, so I drew good, so I said, well, I ain't got to go through nobody. I might be okay. You know, so I backed them brakes back off. Didn't have no rear brakes on this car. And, I mean, that makes for no brake pedal. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'm just going to have to pump the brake. Because at the end of straightaway, I, you know, I practice the car that way. I practice it and get the end of straightaway or the yellow line. I pump them dang brakes up and then get on them, you know. And uh, I said, well, if ain't nobody in front of me, I ain't going to run over nobody, you know. But uh, luckily I start, I got a good – I got started, uh, I think it was uh, – Second row inside or something like that. So I pulled out of line on the start of the race and just checked out. Uh, oh, and Alltop, uh, Jamie Alltop runs second to me. And I, I mean, I, I had him by half straight away. But what I was doing is I was just letting that car just through the corners. Uh, you know, I, I just walked off from him. I said, if I had to go through traffic, there ain't no way in the world that's going to happen. You know, yeah. I'd have. KO'd the front end on this thing. <laughs> yeah, going off them long straightaways in them corners uh, with no brakes is no fun. No, no, no. It, it's uh, it's, it, 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 it'll give you attention real quick. Like, How's that right? But uh, I won that race. You know, what'd you do that thing, man? Y'all go home and put a big motor in that thing, a bigger motor than what he's got. You know, I was like, no, nah, man. I just ain't got no brakes on that thing. <laughs> he said, what you talking about? I said, oh, Kevin, he... He did, uh, for some reason, he don't like brakes on his car, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that was the thing with my car. I had I had good brakes on my car, and he said that's what messed him up was it having good brakes on it, never being in that car, and it wasn't his car. He didn't like it, you know. But uh, <clears throat> well, I like a brake pedal to be there if I need it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely. I got cars that you can stop from dropping them out of an airplane and stop them for you. Oh, that, that's uh, we had, uh, you know, on that car on the car I was driving, it had. Uh, uh, aftermarket uh, brake calibers had Hawk pads on it and uh, brake bias and and all that you know it, it had some good brakes on it it's standing on your head if you wanted on there oh yeah and Kevin's just didn't have no car <laughs> didn't have no brakes I mean you just literally had to pump them brakes up to have any brakes on it and I couldn't believe he was driving that car that way but uh, he said Lord don't mess with that I, I, I love that thing I, I can't I can't drive a car with brakes on it. I said, well, it might stop me from running over some people, you know. Yeah, you might not have you have a few less enemies. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's but uh, anyways, <clears throat> uh, 
you know, we we raced that season, and uh, you know, uh, it actually uh, hurt my man Kevin. Uh, he hurt his back or his neck or something in them two wrecks. I mean, because we that, that second one was a really hard hit, and we bought videos and we watched it on my. I had a, at the time I had a fifty inch screen, you know, uh, a TV. We pulled it up and slowed that thing down. It looked like his neck stretched out to about a foot and a half when he, when I mean he was strapped in the car, but his neck looked like it stretched uh, a foot or so more, you know, wow. uh, when he hit that uh, inside wall, you know. <clears throat> so it, it, you know, man being in business for himself and uh, he's ninety percent of his business, you know, it, it hurt him and uh, it uh, hurt his business yeah. and. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, so the wife told him, says, uh, you, gonna have, you ain't going to be able to fool with that race car. You can't, you can't mess with that. You can't do that. You know, you get hurt, you know, really hurt, uh, you know, what we're going to do. You yeah, know? how so, we going to eat. So uh, I think that was, uh, I think that was in 06, 07. Um, you know, I, I didn't know that. It, I didn't know that he was hurt, but he come to me right before the season of, uh, uh, I think it's 07, because that was since 06. And uh, 07 come along, and, <clears throat> you know, uh, I was working on his car, and, and and in the meantime, he had done bought another car uh, from Darnell. He bought a sportsman car, their sportsman car, and it was supposed to be like uh, a stock car with big tires on it. And, uh, and he asked me about it. Before he bought it, and I said, "Man, I I, I wouldn't fool with that car." I said, "It's a little car. Them cars are uh, need so much work to them to make them good up front." I said, "These old big Malibus, they meant to be a race car." I said, yeah. "You can take a stock a stock a stock big Malibu and not have to do a lot of work to it and have a competitive car." Mm-hmm. I said, "They just meant to be a race car." I said, "Now them cars there." Uh, Got to work on them. You got to work on them. I said, you lower them cars down. That throws that front end all out of whack. It, it, it you had to start from scratch and, and start working on that thing. You know, had to do the bump steer on it. Had to um, <clears throat> do the roll center on it and all that craziness like you do a late model car. I said, I, I said, that, that's past my wheelhouse. I said, you know, I, I can. Uh, Joe's taught me enough for these big cars, and uh, that's what I like, and that's what I'm sticking with. You know, and. Uh, he didn't listen to me. He bought that car, and uh, and I didn't find out for several weeks later that he had bought that car. He had a uh, he had a storage building, uh, had two or three of them. And, you know, he run his kind of running his business out of them because he didn't have a shop at his house. He had his only he had a shop, you know, like a he would have on the side of the house. Yeah. Uh, but no working shop, you know. So he he had rented a pretty big building uh, from Grace Office Park. There he run his business part out of. Had all his equipment for his house building stuff and everything in that and then they had two more um for for if he had spare stuff i guess that's what he'd say but he went and bought that darnell car and, and later on he told me he said, i went ahead and bought that car old jerry's gonna help us out jerry's gonna get a motor built for it and i'm gonna we're gonna next year we're gonna put that thing together i said mm. okay <laughs> I said, I'm going to tell you up front, man. I said, if uh, we do that, I said, I'm in all the way with you. I said, uh, I do anything and everything and help with, with it on that car. You know, I'm racing, even if I ain't racing, you know, if you want to throw me a dollar or two or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but when we crash that thing, we, things going to have to go back to Darnell or somebody. Yeah. I said, I can't help you. 
He said, well, them boys probably help us out on that. I said, nah, if we race against them, they ain't, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. I hate it for you, uh, especially if we're racing against them. Yeah. And, uh, and Greg at that time was racing. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so we had that car in storage building. And he, so uh, come to start, a, it wasn't a start. It was, it was probably probably two or three weeks before the first practice of uh, of uh, 07 season. He come over to the house and he said, uh, man, I, I hate to do this to you, but my wife done told me that uh, I can't race. I said, he said, my back still hurt me. I probably might have to have some back surgery or something or neck or something like that. Um, my wife says we're going to have to uh, probably have the divorce if we don't, if I don't stop this stuff I, I don't leave, get myself better yeah and uh <clears throat> i said okay man that's cool he says but i'm gonna tell you what he says you can race anything you got i got over here he said you can use my motor you can use, and and before that had happened uh the motor in the car that i'd run had blown up um uh it was a difference in the tires for some reason when we went when we swapped to them tires um the, the Hoosier tires, the smaller Hoosier tires. I don't know if I'd bought smaller tires than everybody, or you know, than what he had, or or what I'd normally been. But uh, right before then, uh, it started floating the valves at the end of straightaway. Hmm. It was like it's pulling more gear or something other. So I told Jerry, I told Jerry, I said, you know, and it was Jerry's motor, really and truly, it's Jerry's motor. I said, man, I don't want to tear this motor up. I said, it's, it's floating the valves at the end of straightaway. He said, we probably need to move the cam on it. He said, I'll come over there and we move the cam on it. I said, okay. So old Jerry come over there at the house and uh, we backed the, we, uh, we moved the cam on that car. And uh, we took it back to out there and, it, and I said, well, that fixed it. You know, that, that's, what, that's what was wrong with it. And uh, I think I raced it one or two more times and she didn't uh, let go down the back chute, blowed all the pieces. And what it was, the valve had gotten weak on it. Cracked the valve, I guess. Mm-hmm. Old valve stood up and bloop, down through there. Mm-hmm. Destroy, mm-hmm. Destroyed that thing. Not um, too good. And uh, <clears throat> so uh, me, so uh, like I could say, go back to Kevin. And Kevin says, man, I, I'm going to have to sit out this season and, you know, maybe next season or whatever. It just depends on how this goes with my back and stuff. Um, <clears throat> and he was in the middle of building a new house. He bought him a new cor. He bought him a new Corvette, and, mm. and uh, okay. I mean, he was doing pretty good for himself, you know. And uh, he said, "Well, you know, you can uh, you can put your car back together and put my motor in it. I'm gonna take it over here to Greg Dodgers. He's gonna freshen it up, you know. You have a fresh motor, and uh, you know, I want to put a new body on my '05 car, you know." I said, okay, I'll do all that for you. Ain't no problem. And he said, but you're kind of on your own, man. I, I, he said, I can't, I can't put no money out for no tires or, or fuel or if you know if you get out there and you break something or if you, you know, if you tear the car up, you know, money wise, I'm kind of out. You know, so that left me uh, trying to foot the bill. And I said, oh, man, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this, but I mean. Got three race cars sitting here, yeah. you know, and uh, all this racing equipment. And uh, so I said, well, I'm going to just put my car back together. And at the time, uh, 
I had been working on something. I'd been working on uh, some other things, just making me some extra dollars, you know, putting up in the piggy bank. And uh, my car was sitting outside with the motor out of it. Uh, the quarter panel got tore up on where Kevin tore the Kevin had tore the front. I put the car back together and raced it, you know, and that's when the motor blowed up. But uh, I just kind of beat it out where Kevin had. I didn't put a new nose piece on it. I didn't put a new fender on it, or, and the back end got tore up on it a little bit when he done that to it. And uh, it was just sitting outside. And uh, so I said, I gotta make me some money so I can I can go racing, you know, so I can have a little money to get get there, you know, get me some tires and uh, whatever. And uh, so times winding down first. First two practices come well. Four two practices. I you know I, I work at the city of Greenville still, and I I come home one twenty four every day, and I you know pay attention to racetrack. And uh, I said, man, they already practicing. I said, what's going on here? You know, I wheeled in there, and uh, it's J and H. Uh, they had rented the racetrack two two weeks or or more before the first two practices. You know. And I, I know them. I know them fellas a little bit. I talked to them a little bit, and and my and my brother worked for them. At this time, he worked for them, and uh, uh, you know. But I I didn't. I raced. I'd raced against them, and my brother had had been helping them and worked for the amusement park company part of it in Georgia, and uh, <clears throat> you know I I talked to them uh, Andy and. And uh, and uh, Chuck Garrett was two. It was uh, Jimmy Franklin's two brother-in-laws. I talked with them uh, when I'd race with Kevin, you know, and uh, you know, I you know tried not to run over them fellas because you know I just I kind of liked them, you know what I'm saying? They was just out there having fun. I mean, they didn't they wasn't wanting to come to the wouldn't want to come to the front. I mean, if they want to race, that would be cool for to them. But I mean, they was just out there having fun because I think. The season before that, they had one car, and um, there was three. I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy Franklin, and uh, Andy and uh, Chuck had both shared that car. They yeah. all made laps in this one car, and they said, oh, well, "We just need to get us some race cars." And they went hog wild and got, uh, got race cars. And uh, <clears throat> so I wheeled in there to the racetrack and was looking. And I said, "Well, that ain't that? That's just somebody practicing, you know." And so I called my brother. I said. The racetrack. He said, "Yeah, we out had to. We out here practicing. Oh, uh, uh, Greg Dodgins, change entry, and um, I mean, Greg Dodgins had a Enduro car uh, at that time, and it belonged. I think, I think it was sponsored by J and H, but they was all out there. They was all practicing the cars, and and they was driving Andy and Chuck's car because they really didn't know nothing about them, you know. I said, "Oh, okay, that's cool." I said, uh, "When's first practice?" And he says, well, that's going to be like two more weeks or something like that. So I said, okay. So I go on to the house, and I'm, I said, I got to get my car inside, man. I got to get something going on my car, you know. So I get my car inside, and my dumb tail says, well, I'm going to put a new body on this thing. <laughs> so I reskin this thing, and that takes up my uh, takes up more time and don't get to go to the first two practices that they have for first race, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so the next time I come back by there, there were some more clowns out there practicing, and uh, it was all it was a sea of purple out there. And I said, 
Lord have mercy, all these fools out here practicing, and you'll get two weeks of practice. I said, hell, I ain't get no practice in mine, you know. Uh, so uh, uh, I get my car ready, and it, I don't, I don't get to practice it or nothing. Um, but I get out there the first, the first race, uh, get to practice the car a little bit, and uh, so the car, the car's been sitting outside old tires tires is uh it was on the car that i run last or kevin run, or i'd let i'd run last i don't know how many races were on the tires but um they were still pretty good and i didn't do nothing but hang a new body on it and talk craig into rushing and painting on it i think we put the lettering on this thing and it was still wet paint <laughs> and uh i finally i got there the first race and i went out there and practiced this car and old cars fast and uh i don't put no watch on it but I just I can tell the car's fast, so I said I need to get me I need to go get my new skins. Uh, <clears throat> so I wheel the car in pits, you know, and the sea of purples on the top of the hill there, and the J and H fellas are there beside them too, you know, and I'm down here somewhere, and I jump out the car and I'm, hey man, what you doing? I said I'm gonna get me some skins. What's what, what's going on? He says, heck, you don't need no skins. You faster than everybody here now. <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to be faster. <laughs> and uh, so that make you, uh, I, that was uh, that was awesome is, uh, to me. Um, <clears throat> uh, I went up here and got me, I don't even think I got four new tires. I think I got two right side tires and uh, won the first race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and done it on the outside. And uh, <clears throat> that was awesome there. It just, all, all these all these boys have been out here two weeks before practice and tuning on their cars and <laughs> this, that, and other. And I, this, this jack leg joke shows up, uh, barely gets any practice before, you know, race time, you know, and uh, dusts her tail. I mean, I, I, I just, I thought that was awesome. In, oh, my, yeah. in my eyes, I was, like, I was on top of the world. Good way to put a feather in your cap. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I win the first race on the outside. On the, on the outside. Uh, you know, usually I go down there and blow the horn at somebody, but uh, I, I try to get, I try to learn from my mistakes and try to do better, you know, and, and uh, you know, this is not my car either, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and, and I don't have the money really to be here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'd get the first race, you know, and uh, come back, had to start in the back, and, uh, I run I run second or third the next week. I can't I can't remember, but I run sec I run second or third, and uh, just because I didn't want to tear the car up. I mean I could have pushed the issue, but uh, I just wanted to yeah just buy my time and try to try to have a little sense about me, which that ain't normal. But <laughs> well, before we go to winding down too far, um, within probably a little over a couple hours again. Oh mm-hmm. my lord! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember an encounter out there, and you may or may not want to talk about it. Uh, I believe it was in turn two. It was with a black Monte Carlo. Uh, number 70, I believe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what, 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 why, what caused all of that? I, I remember that pretty well. Well, I remember. We, 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 get, past, we get past that, uh, you know, that, two, that 2007 series, I mean, that 2000 era. Um, 
uh, I re- I've done really good. Uh, I bust the first race of one, come back, run second or third, then I won the next race. Uh, done that thing on the outside again, um, uh, closing laps. Um, <clears throat> started, started, um, and I had a little trouble. And uh, uh, with a car, you know, it, uh, it slowed down a little bit, you know, but I couldn't figure out if it was an engine or, or, or what it was, but. My brother calls me and, and says, uh, hey, uh, this old fella, Jimmy Franklin, he wants to help you out. He wants to buy you some tires, help you out. I said, man, I can't do that. I said, I can't. I can't, uh, I can't race against them boys and, and, you know, take money from the man that owns the car. You know, if I run into them boys, they're going to be mad at me. You know, I said, I, I've, you know, I've been good. I've been good. I've been not trying to run over nobody and ever everything but uh it's bound to happen i said you know if i run over them boys you know they gonna be mad at me you know especially when i'm taking money from them you know i said and uh, he said no nah, man he ain't it ain't nothing like that you know he don't want he know he said he just wants to help you out i said no nah, zach i said uh i'm not gonna do that i said i really would i really need it i said i really want it but i can't do that deal but um so we went on and uh <clears throat> um had to, had an issue with uh some a purple car and uh <laughs> and i and and i don't know in my eyes he done it to himself tell you the truth i mean that's why everybody's gonna say it i guess but we started a race and uh we went off in the corner it went off into one three three wide and he made it four wide and uh, and I was like, man, you. I said, uh, I, I was talking to myself. I was like, I said, uh, you're gonna run out of room down here, son, and I'm not moving. I hate it for you, <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm not I'm not backing out for you because uh, I'm ahead of you. And uh, so he's about back of my door. We go off into one first lap. Um, he connects with the outside wall, bounces off the outside wall, and I was like hoping that this thing ain't going to bounce back into me. But we go green, and I don't know where he goes. He he bounces off the wall, goes to the back, goes backwards. And I don't – I don't I run second or or third that night. I can't remember. But um, I get to my trailer, and uh, it's Kerry Harden. I think it was, and that the fellow you had on it was mm-hmm. host, host, would you? Yeah. He was. He he worked the pit area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he come, you know, he come to my trailer, and he says, uh, "They want to see you in the tech shed." Mm-hmm. I said, "Need to bring the car." He says, "No." <laughs> he want to see you. I said, "What do you want to see me for?" He says, "You just had to go up there and see." I said, "What you mean?" He said. They won't talk to you in the tech shed. I said, uh, "Okay, whatever, you know." So I get my I get the suit off and I go up to the tech shed and it's Kevin Whitaker. And uh, uh, I I know the tech man and Kerry Harden's in there and uh, he says, um, 
a fella in that purple car said you run him into the wall on the beginning of the race. I said, I didn't do nothing. He'd done that to himself. And uh, I, I don't appreciate this bit, but Terry Harden spoke up and said, yeah, man, I, I watched you do that. I watched you run that man to the outside wall. I said, well, you see how you see it now. I see it how I see it. I said, he run himself on that. I mean, he made it fall wide. I said, and I was ahead of him, so I don't see how I run him to the outside wall. <clears throat> he says, well, that's the way I seen it. And uh, Kevin Wicker says, um, all right, got two weeks off. Mm. I said, you know, flip you the bird, you know. <clears throat> I go to the trailer and <clears throat> um, my brother calls me again. He says, hey, Jimmy says, that you got your vacation. Won't you come up here and do a little work for him? Uh, make you some money. Uh, he wants to buy you some tires and, and wants to pay you. He likes the way your car looks. You know, he wants you to uh, do uh, these two cars up here like that. He wants you, because they're tearing those cars up every week, you know. And I said, I said, okay, I might as well, man. I said, got two-week vacation. Going to go, uh, go up here and see what this man's about, what he's talking about. So I go up there and... <clears throat> He said, man, I want you to put quarter panels on this car and this car, this car here, and uh, I'm going to uh, pay you for it. You tell me what it costs me. And, and uh, I said, okay. So I, I do that deal. And he says, well, since you're on vacation, you know, the all-star race is coming up, and I don't think racetrack has anything to do with it. They, they, uh, they, uh, they rent a racetrack out. He said, I'm going to talk to the racetrack, and – uh, you want to drive that 06 car? I said, they ain't going to let me do that. I said, they ain't going to, I said, they ain't, they, you know, it, regardless of who's renting the racetrack or what happened, they, they especially ain't going to let me do this deal. Mm -hmm. So somehow or another, well, they say, well, uh, this person that's promoting that race, uh, he's rented racetrack out, so he ain't got nothing to do with racetrack, so you can come race as long as it's a different car. So I said, okay. I said, well, you let me work on that car and uh, you know, suit it to me. You know, I'll race it. You know, I'll, I'll do whatever I do. I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I ain't, ain't going to tear your car up, man. I'm going to start in the rear and, and work my way up to the field, you know. And So uh, I draw, and it's about in the rear, so I just start where I draw. And um, <clears throat> we... Uh, I'm 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 racing this old car and you know I I got it tuned up pretty good you know uh, to my seat and anyways and uh, we start coming through the field and I'm just like man craziness because uh, I was just cruising and uh, I made it to uh, second place and old Darnell was running first and uh, he get in the middle of the corner and the old car danced out in the middle. Of the corner, I said, "You do that to me more times, and uh, I'm gonna get you, son. You know, I'm you know I'm gonna run into him, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna outrun you." So, uh, old Darnell, he he starts looking up the mirror, and he sees that old burgundy car coming to him, and he starts driving harder. That thing dances out and looks at the thing pit area, you know. And I said, "Oh Lord, don't do that again." And I reeled him in, and I motored by him down the straightaway, and he didn't. You know, he noted he done over drove the car and tore his tires off the car, you know. So 
we I cleaned past him and I went all star race, you know, mm-hmm. and uh Jimmy Franklin's he's as excited as can be about that deal and that's that's when I started driving an O six car. And uh so we, uh I just kinda stuck I just kind of stuck with that deal because, you know, I was running out of my own pocket. I couldn't afford to do what I was doing anyways. And Jimmy's like, you know, it's all in. Jimmy's like, hey, you want to keep driving that car? You know, Scott, old Scott Morgan was the one driving it. He says, he's done got him another ride running dirt back to where he likes. He's comfortable, you know. He he don't, he don't he's probably not going to come back and drive anymore for me, you know, this car anyways. So uh, I said, hey, that sounds cool to me. So next week we, next week goes comes around and, I go out there with the J&H boys, and I'm checking the car over, you know, and them boys are leaned up against their car, talking to one another, and uh, a certain person comes over there to them and starts talking that junk to them, starts talking about, hey, boys, this car, my car's fast this week. You, you best stay out of the way. You're going to get wrecked. You're going to you gonna get the car tore up, you know, if you're in my way. Just talking all kind of junk to them, you know. Well, that don't, that don't. I don't sit well with me. <laughs> I'm stupid. I can't keep my mouth shut. So I, I go around the front of the car and I go over there to him and I said, "Hey, hey, best thing for you to do, buddy, is get your ass back over there, <laughs> your pit area." Uh, and he says, "What you gonna do about it?" I said, "Well, you know, uh, I have tend to flip a man's car over before, you know." <laughs> and uh, he said, "Oh, okay. I see how you gonna be. I see how it's gonna be." He goes on back over there and. <clears throat> uh, Ricky Stevens is the person you're talking about with the 70 car. And old Ricky comes over there to me and he says, and I know Ricky a little bit. My brother's buddies with his, his brother and he's, they roll race go-karts together, you know, but I don't care about none of that deal, you know. I, <clears throat> he says, hey man, he says, uh, you uh, you gonna, you gonna turn me over. I said, no nah, man, I didn't say nothing about you. I said, that man right there is the one I was talking to. Uh, he said, oh, okay, I hear you, I hear you. So we cool? I said, we cool, man, I ain't got nothing against you. I don't have nothing for you. I said, that man right over there is my problem. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, happen to be, Ricky Stevens starts in front of me. And he's he's not driving a semi-car, he's driving a purple car. And uh, <clears throat> on first two laps, everything's tight. You know, and I ain't intention of doing it, but uh, we got off in the one, and he smokes the right front tire. I smoked the right, I mean, uh, the left front tire getting off in the corner, and I, I blow the horn at him. I mean, not intentionally, like, get out of my way, but, you know, it's just they stacked up in front of him, you know. I said, oh, and I think to myself, well, that ain't good, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we keep. You know, nothing happens. We get through one and two, and we get racing, and, you know, it's time to start passing people. Everybody gets spread out. <clears throat> well, oh, Ricky, he starts looking at me in the mirror. He starts watching me, and he drove driving this car, and he he drove, overdrives off in the one and goes out there, and, and I knew better than this, but I just went ahead and passed him. I didn't even try to rough him up or nothing. I mean, he's out there getting him up. Corn dog or whatever you know, but <laughs> I pass him and uh, and I think I'm gonna drive away from him. You know, just I ain't got to worry about him. Well, I get that. I get behind these. Other, I get behind these other two and um, uh, and 
they they just about stopping in the corner, and I said, "Oh my God, this man, this one, he's gonna he's gonna return he's gonna return the favor to me, you know." So we come off of two, and he uh, picks me up off. He picks the back end of the car up off the ground, and uh, I stand in the gas and try to get away from him, and he just he just motors through me, and I get on I get on the inside wall and tear the front of the car up and all that good stuff, you know. And I was like, man, I can't believe this, this is bull crap, you know. So we go back to the shop, and I, I told Ricky Stevens, you know, I said, you know, I'm gonna get you, son. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm gonna return it to you, and. Uh, <clears throat> we <clears throat> we go back and fix the car, and Jimmy Franklin's in the office there, and he's watching videos of previous races. I walk in there, and and I had no idea of this, but them two, these two, or have been at war since the beginning of the season about who's going to be the next track champion. And because Scott Morgan had popped uh, off his mouth at the at the at the little auction they have right before racing season. I think the I think the other the big man told told him told was spreading the word that he was the next check trip champion or whatever, and then Scott Morgan told him, "Oh no, son, that's me," you know, and uh, and it was on from there, you know. And I I had no idea of this. I really mind my own business. I didn't care who was wrecking who and who was tearing up whose cars, you know. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> uh, I go in there and I'm. You know, I'm repairing that 06 car, you know, and the, Jimmy's in there, and he's he's like, I want to show you, he's like, I want to show you something, you know, because I felt bad about tearing man's car up, and and that's what had happened, and because it's, you know, I'm the one, that, my big mouth, you know, I thought was what caused it, <laughs> but he goes in there, and he he's uh, he say he shows me his video, and every video shows me this 06, this 06 cars get put on the merry-go-round. It's either going to get put on the merry-go-round on the inside wall, outside wall. I said, God, oh my, what have I got myself into? And uh, <clears throat> so I said, oh, I can't quit now. You know, I just show them uh, whatever, you know. But uh, later on, we went through that whole season. I told Jimmy, I said, man, you know, he, he bought tires for that car every week. And I said, man, ain't you should buy tires for his car. We, going, we ain't going to race. We're going to crash, you yeah. know. And uh, I said, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. But, you know, that's what's going to happen And uh, if it's a, a possibility. And he said, no, no, if you got a chance to win, we're going to go We're going to go win. I was like, okay, that's cool. Well, later on, you know, that, that transpires into a, a catastrophe, you know. And I get thrown out again because of some the same crap. And <clears throat> So it come to an end. Jimmy Franklin kind of, um, starts. Uh, he's he's like, I got, I'm going to focus on the um, little man. That was his, his stepson, Austin Aker. He says, we're going to uh, focus on him racing. We're going to do away with all these big cars. Ain't going to go to Green. We're going to go to Anderson. I said, that's cool. You know, I'll, I'll help you. You know, I'll go to Anderson, help you or whatever you need. Well, 2010, I think it's 2010 comes along and. And Jimmy's like, uh, uh, "Hey man, if you, you find you a car, you know I can't don't don't broadcast it. Don't I can't tell uh, Austin's mom or you know that I'm gonna be helping somebody. You know we're only gonna focus on him. You know, and uh, so uh, I buy that car that you're talking about, Frank Dean's got, 
for had, you know. So I, I, I get that car and get it all together and don't have much success with it because the motor is a pile of engine, but it just don't run it. Uh, it come out of something uh, not related to a charger car, but uh, it had it, everything about it was big, but it wouldn't run uh, with a with a quadra jet four barrel on it. <clears throat> but it would run up. It run close to the front, but um, I uh, run that car and didn't do didn't do well with it. So we decided to take the engine apart in that car and put to right heads some right some some different heads on it and a different camshaft, and uh, uh, that's how. Well, I mean, I knew Bob Root. You know, him and Jimmy Franklin was a business partner somewhat in some couple different things. Um, that's how I got to really know Bob Root and got to drive for him too. But uh, uh, Jimmy told me he said, "Let's go see Bob Root." He said, "But he's probably got some heads or something on the floor. He let us borrow." We go to Bob Root's and uh, he lets me borrow some heads and everything, and uh, it don't, it don't, it don't fix the car. It don't fix the motor. It, the motor it needs to be something else done to it, but goes on and um, I didn't have a motor and I said uh, quit so I just decided I wasn't going to race I just couldn't I didn't have the money to put into it to build a new engine and uh, so I I do some work for Bob Root because that's how you know, you know I knew Bob Root before that but I've, I'd done work on his car hung a body on his sportsman car for him and uh, he'd let me borrow those heads and then he says hey you got this car Jamie Tate's know he run last year and we want to put a new body on it and um, I said okay I said well he said you do this body and everything I need done to Jamie Tate's car he said I'll you know I'll, I'll help you out put some money into an engine for you and I said okay and uh, so I do that deal and he says uh, uh Take that thing up to Philip, you know, get it started, and you know, tell him, you know, I'm gonna help you out, you know. I take up there to Philip, he looks at it and decide we need a whole new block and everything. So it went from 15 to 25, you know. And I say, well, I can't do that either, you know. I don't have, I really don't have no money. But uh, so I go back to Bob and I talk to Bob. I said, man, I'm just gonna take the money, you know. If you the money you're gonna give in on the engine, I just I'm gonna take that and put it up, and. uh and Bob's like, well, if you want to, you, you know, there's about time trucks come along. And he says, uh, you know, Jamie, Jamie's going to race this year, and, and uh, we're probably going to move up to trucks after this, after this, after that year. I think it's 2010. And uh, so we, uh, I, I said, well, I'm just going to take the money. He says, well, you, you know, if you want to, you can take the motor out of my car and put it in your car because I'm not going to race my car. I'm going to just take the motor out of it or, or something and, and put it in one of them trucks or have it redone and put one of them trucks. I said, that's a, that's a lot of work, man. He said, well, you can race my car if you want to. He said, if you want to come down there and fool with it and fix it and run it and charger, I'll let you race my car if you want to. I said, okay, that sounds good to me. So... I race Bob's car. I really, I get, uh, I 
really successful with that thing. I mean, I think I won. I think I won the first race out with that car. I ended up winning three or four races, and then and 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 running Bob's car. You know, sportsman car. It had a lot rear end in it, and it was a sportsman car, but it's still stock car. But and we actually took the rear end out of it and took it to Lindsey McClure, and Lindsey McClure told him it's going to cost him, I don't know way too much money to, to change it back to an open rear end. And Bob tells me, he says, well, that's way too much money. I don't, I don't want to spend that kind of money, you know, just for you to drive it a couple of times. He says, if you want to, you can race it like it is with that rear end in it. And uh, I said, I don't care to me. I just want to race. So, you know, I raced that car with the rear end like it was. I raced it without it, and I won both times with it. So it didn't, wasn't the rear end, but I got thrown out. There was some more trouble that occurred with the purple cars. They got me thrown out on the rear end deal. That made Bob Bob mad. And, and he said, I thought that man was my buddy. He talked all kind of crap to me and, you know, get us thrown out. And I said, well, that's just what that man is. You don't pay that no attention. But, well, he got in some kind of little argument with him. They, they told him, you know, well, we ain't going to wreck that 43 car. That's the car I was driving. We're going we're gonna to wreck that three car every week. That's Jamie's car. I said, <laughs> so that pretty much booted me out of another ride, you know. So next week comes, <laughs> merry-go-round, three cars on the merry-go-round. Bob said, "I'm done with this. I'm, done. I'm selling. I'm selling all them cars, and we're gonna move. These, we're gonna do this truck deal." So uh, Bob says, "You want to buy that car? Are you driving?" I said, "Man, I, I wouldn't be doing all the stuff I'm doing now if I could drive. You know, if I had money to put into mm-hmm. it." And uh, so, um, come back again. Um, Bob sells uh, the forty-three car to Mike Green. Tells Mike Green, "Hey man, you let old Ryan Dombrowski drive that thing if you want need a driver for it." You know, which he had Tony Bridgman and some other people drive for him. You know, that's how I got to drive for Mike Green. Um, but uh, and this is how bad I wanted to race. So and just. Uh, aggravate, you know, these people, you know, that was wanting to be a jack leg to me. But um, uh, that, I had that car from Frank Dean's, but I did, it was sitting in my shop. And um, I guess Bob kind of felt bad for me because they bought a truck and let Jamie move on up and had the truck deal. But uh, uh, so I put that. So Bob says, hey. If you want to, uh, in the time being, take the motor out of my that three car that Jamie had, put it in your car and drive it. I said, that's an awful lot of work. I ain't doing that either, man. I'm, I'm that's craziness. And so Thursday night, I decide I'm going to do this deal. So I go down to Bob's shop, pull the motor out of this uh, three car, and uh, put it in my car. Uh, barely make it to Greenville Pickens on Saturday with uh, with that black black car, and. Uh, Bob had sent me over to Jamie's to get tires that they had run the week before or whenever they quit racing the car. Um, they was like brand new. But uh I didn't get to I didn't get to practice the car in charger. I practiced the boys with uh with the renegade boys and the car was fast. I mean it was this craziness uh how fast this car was. But yeah. so I got a good start and uh went racing that night and and uh uh, Moats, uh, Mike Moats started on the pole and 
Mike's car always was loose on the first couple of laps. He said, that's the way I like my cars. He said, it comes to me at the end. And me and Mike had talked, you know, and me had become kind of good buddies a little bit. And, you know, you have a friend in the pits, you know. And uh, so I was riding behind Mike. We we went through one and two on the, on the green flag lap, and he and his car's dancing around, you know, and I'm, I'm on him. I'm just right there on him. You know, I get off the corner. We we go wet green. We go green, and um, we go back off in the corner again. And I get up against old Mike and turn him turn him sideways. He's looking at the pit area, and I said, "Oh man, I can't do that." I back off of him real quick. As soon as I done, seventy car busts me in the tail, um, puts me a, puts me in, on the inside wall again. Uh, down down the back sheet. I'm all over the back uh, inside wall. Come off, every car passes me, except the the last place man, and that's uh, Rob Horton in the nine car. That's that car he said he killed. It was a, it was that car that uh, I told you about when I was a kid. I drove, but uh, yeah. he uh, he hits me in the passenger side and wide open after every car in the field's passed me, and <laughs> I don't know how he proceed. <laughs> uh, I I just when he got when he got to me, I popped right out back out on the racetrack. It though, I was hung up on the inside wall, and it popped me right back out in the middle of the racetrack. And he door it just KOs the door, just tears this car all to pieces. Mm. And uh, but uh, anyways, uh, tote that car home in a basket and pull the engine back out, put it back into uh, uh, the three car, which that's how I met John, uh, Gene Burnett. And kind of helped him a little bit when he he raced, but uh, um, when I my my when I quit when I quit racing was in 2014, and I knew going into 2014 it was not a good deal, um, but uh, I wanted to race. Uh, I had a little. I had the money. Had the money to race and 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 be able to be comfortable about racing it. And I had some choices. I I, I bought a dirt. Pure start car from Shane Gentry. I thought about doing that deal, and I thought about doing something else. But hey, I got to go to Greenville Pickens, man. I, that's where I'm. That's where I'm, that's, I can put it on, get it on with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so 14 comes on, and uh, uh, I knew that racing for a championship was was uh, probably going to be impossible. But I was going to give everything it took to, to, to do this deal. I had two cars and um, uh, everything, and uh, so we racing, and and I didn't know this, but Ricky Stevens and and them other fellas had fell out and was at, at war at one another, and he done got tore up uh, two or three times by them fellas too, and everything. But I still, you know, I remember what happened, you know. Uh, uh, so we racing and. Um, he come. He he's got a strong car, and I'm running first. And and instead of him passing me clean, uh, he just comes up and kind of body slams me uh, and passes me. And that, that just dang that that sets it off right there. I said, man. <laughs> You lost your mind if you think you're gonna do that to me again. Yeah. I mean, it's two, it's two cars he's done. But I told, he would total lost one, 
he totally lost, really totally lost two cars. I'm going to tell you that. That's what it is. He, he totally lost two cars. And it, it was somewhat mine, and I drove. And uh, and he and when he body slammed me, he, uh, he was almost past me. And I don't, I don't know if he just jumped back in the throttle, or if he meant to do it, or or what the problem was. But he, he body slammed me, and we got hung up a little bit. And he tried to go on, and it, we was kind of hung. And I just said, "Well, huh? it's a, uh, it's time for you to build your new car, son." <laughs> uh, uh, hammered down. I just didn't, I didn't let out of it. I just motored, I just motored through him, and he was motoring too. Uh, we went off into one, and uh, he. Tears the outside wall down, and uh, I'm into him. I ain't worried about getting off of him. I'm just I'm gonna tear this race car all to pieces. I'm be honest with you. It's, it's probably the only time and uh, that I ever intentionally wrecked somebody or, or wanted to tear somebody's race car up. And yeah. that's that's just the truth. I mean, I had enough of that deal, and it was the wrong person, really, truly. It was a wrong. I mean, he 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 deserved it. In my eyes, I guess, but uh, I'd really like to have done somebody else's car that way. You know, it caused me a bunch of grief. Yeah. Uh, long before that, uh, yeah. but I, I didn't get to do that. I just, uh, <clears throat> uh, but, uh, but luckily, uh, I didn't get thrown out. But you know, come back to race some more and. I end up getting thrown out by the season end, but you know I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that I was either going to get uh, tore the car tore all to pieces, or I was going to get uh, barred from the racetrack. It just wasn't no wasn't no doubt in my mind that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, that was by the time then Tom had done, done passed. And yeah, Tom Tom had gone, and and I had, and before that, and this is when this is way before then. This is probably when uh, Tom before Tom passed away. Uh, in 2010, um, I'd went to Tom, and I'm sure a lot of people went over there to his house, and you know, before uh, it was time for him to pass away, you know, um, and I went over there and and talked to him, and had a sit down with him, and told him, I said, hey, uh, uh, I don't know what's going to take, but I, I, you're going to have to come back out here to Greenville Pickens. You, you can't just thing let this clown out here run this racetrack. I mean. Uh, he he is uh, running this thing into the ground, and uh, you you can't you can't argue or, or or you can't say your peace of mind like you can with him. I said you're gonna have to come back out here, so uh, you know I at least have a chance to race again. You know you can't even carry on a conversation with that guy. Yeah, yeah, hmm. and 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 Tom just laughed at me, you know, and he said, "Yeah, man, you know." So it was, um, well, man, my. My boss lady just told me we were out at three hours and we stretching. Oh, that's all. <laughs> yeah, we stretching the. Uh, I know. I got. Not sure how much that thing's gonna hold. It. I understand that. Yeah. I I tried my best to hurry that deal up. There's a lot more I could have told you. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah, he sent me a text earlier. One if we was going for part three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if we part two's going. I don't know how part one does. Tell you the truth, I, I had a I, I had a. It's been really good. I had a couple people uh, reach out to me. And, Said they liked it, you know. Yeah, we had good response. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, I want to thank uh, everybody that liked it. Liked. Uh, well, I want to I appreciate you uh, inviting me on here, and it's an honor that I got to do this deal. And well, it's awesome. Uh, um, and uh, I want to thank everybody also that has ha- helped me race in the past too. That's a that's a big deal to me there. 
you know, uh, you know Jimmy Franklin and um, Bob Root, and Mike Green, uh, you know they and Kevin Sanders. And they put a lot, they put a lot of money out uh, for me to do that deal. You know, I mean, I had a lot of other people that helped me. You know, uh, but uh, far as uh, money wise, you know, them fellas, they put a lot of money. I didn't have to do that deal. Oh yeah, well, I like that. Part two ends with either checkers, records, or getting thrown out. That's a <laughs> yeah. perfect way to end oh, yeah. it. Perfect way to end it. Um, man, it's been a blast. Uh, really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit through your, yeah, your racing yeah, here. And, yeah, uh, I do. Uh, like I say, I really appreciate you having me on. It's an honor to do this deal. And like I say, I hope everybody else likes it. And I'm sure, man. Like I say, we've been getting a ton of positive feedback. Mm-hmm. The last five or six guys we've had on. Is, oh, yeah, the, the been, ones you had before me was awesome deals, you know. Uh, I mean, they didn't do in debts like I did. I mean, I, yeah. I, well, your brother told me to tell you to shut up and hurry up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Our brother, he's something else. That's what he said. He told me, and I was like, I ain't going to say this before the show. So. <laughs> and, uh, man, I appreciate you coming on and uh, keeping – we keep kept you out late and yeah, two weeks yeah. in a row. And, and y'all, too. I mean, that's I, – I don't have a job, so <laughs> – my sugar mama over here. He don't have a job. Uh, <laughs> well, Papa don't have you out there digging in pools. Huh? Man, we've we've uh, went from six hundred two years ago to three hundred last year to forty five this year. Oh man, that's crazy. So, uh, I don't know what it is, but money. money. Yeah, it's uh, everything. Everything during COVID went stupid, and then this drove the price up to the pool supplies and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it's just not coming back down, and people can't afford mm-hmm. it. It's, yeah, an average mm-hmm. swimming pool now is you know sixty thousand dollars. Oh, man. I mean that's a basic. That's <laughs> I can't afford the chemicals to go in that thing. Most <laughs> it, it is crazy how it is. But um, I want to tell you again, thank you and uh, yeah, me really, too. Really, really appreciate. I really appreciate it. all y'all having me on here and it's been a blast. Yeah, uh, like every, I hope everybody else likes it too. So they will. And uh, yeah, they. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna have some good feedback. This will be out probably Wednesday morning again so uh everybody will get to hear part two then but um sounds good all right thank you sir ryan dombrowski everyone